0: Just when I think all is said and done, and I'm sitting there in my room on my show saying, (laughs) look, I don't think Trump can win. He's got a lottery tickets chance, if anything. Then all of a sudden, some things change. And now uh, we've got breaking news. The Trump campaign says Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Michigan are going to hold public hearings in the 2020 election, where they're going to be going over evidence, allegations. And it would seem that there actually is a decent amount. But the other day, when people were saying, you know, Trump approved the transition and, you know, Pennsylvania got certified, things are all over, I said, I'm not entirely convinced. And there's one big reason. And that is there's going to be, there is another lawsuit over the constitutionality of mail-in voting. So Sean Parnell, who, uh, you ran in, uh, which district? Pittsburgh, but
1: which district yeah, it's, was it? Uh, Pennsylvania's 17th congressional district.
0: So you are, and are, you're still a candidate for that district, right? Because it's not certified or what?
1: Yeah, actually, no, it's not certified yet. Nope, I'm, st- I'm still still a candidate. Ha- haven't conceded. Uh, and please excuse the beard; it's no shave November, <laughs> that's right? Right, yeah, all right. That's you know. Right. Right. So, sure, yes, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're, so, we're
0: gonna we're gonna go over all of what's going on. And uh, man, you were telling me some crazy stuff earlier. So we've got some sounds like evidence of impropriety at the very least. We'll put it that way.
1: For sure. For sure. I mean, look, the the election itself was, and I think that anybody that's looking at this in a fair-minded way would tell you that this election was a a nightmare, right? Uh, It's the first time that any, you know, major country has used universal mail-in voting uh, at a scale like we have. And there were abnormal abnormalities, oh my gosh, can't speak today, and statistical irregularities and anomalies in almost every state that it was used in. So uh, I think the American people have a right to be suspicious of the process, given that it was the first time it was ever used. Most European countries have banned universal mail-in voting or, or the, the mail-in ballot. Because of the propensity for fraud. Let's, let, so- let's,
0: let's, let's, let's jump in before we get started with having subscribe, smash uh, the like button, hit the notification bell. Cause we're just going to, we're <laughs> going to dive in. But, uh, that being said, again, like button, subscribe. Canada apparently doesn't even use any of this stuff. What? So like you've got dominion voting. Which there was like some hubbub. Everyone's you know got these theories about what Dominion is doing, but it's really funny because in Canada there was this tweet where they said, like, some official uh, Canadian account said, "No, we do everything by paper, and we have three scrutineers who watch to make sure everything is done, you know, perfectly and securely." In the U.S., we have of course a, a mishmash of random systems across the board; they're all different. You mentioned mail-in voting, um, and, and you know it's insecure and, and things like that or it, it's never been tried before but right. the, the bigger issue is that it was implemented at the last minute it was an 11th hour election rule change right and i can't believe i was surprised that it actually it was implemented in many states yeah. many, many states eased up the rules for absentee many states just declared universal mail-in ballots just mailed them out to everybody that to me was, was crazy how, how can you change the rules of an election and strip away its integrity at the last minute.
1: So Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania didn't mail a ballot to everybody, right? Their system was a little bit different. But the PA state legislature in 2019 uh, passed a, a law called Act 77, which expanded the no excuse absentee ballot program. And that that would require about, ba- you know, if people wanted a ballot, they could request a ballot via an application and apply for an absentee, no excuse absentee ballot for no reason. Um, we embraced that program or did the best that we could to embrace that program. Uh, I think Republicans are inherently and, and many independents as well and certainly some Democrats are inherently suspicious of that program because they like the they like to show up and vote in person right um, but we embraced the program during the during the campaign It was something that we hey make sure you mail in your absentee vote um, but the, the problem is you know a- after the election, when we started doing some digging, you know, starting at the, the very beginning, right? Because again, we've, I've, I've already made the point that I feel like the election was kind of a nightmare, an organizational nightmare. And you alluded to it where different oh, yeah. states have different systems and everything was implemented at the last minute. Um, and so we started at the very beginning and we started looking at Act 77 and there's something that became manifestly apparent to us was that Act 77 was implemented, uh, in an unconstitutional way. The Pennsylvania state constitution is very clear when it comes to absentee voting. There are four different categories for it. It's actually quite specific in what what defines uh, an absentee vote. And to change the Pennsylvania constitution to an an election overhaul requires – two votes in, in a state legislative session back-to-back. Back. So the General Assembly would have to vote on Act 77, right, the universal yeah. uh, no-excuse absentee program in Pennsylvania twice, advertise it in two different newspapers for three months, and then put it on the ballot so that the people so they vote So they couldn't it. even change it until after Election Day. So, right, so the constitutional amendment process in the state of Pennsylvania, and I think even for the federal constitution, is is lengthy and onerous. But it is that way for a reason, right? Right. Because in the state of Pennsylvania, the people, right, have a say in how they would like to conduct their elections. But with Act 77, they were never given that ability, right? And so and, – and, and here's the thing. The PA state legislature, and I think the governor knew that. And they started the constitutional amendment process, but they stopped it. And they just passed the law. The government signed it. Uh, the governor signed it. And we implemented a law, what I personally wow. believe is an unconstit- un- unconstitutional law, because we did not amend the Constitution appropriately and give the people wait, 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 a voice wait. in the process. So, so
0: to, to start off, to, just to get to the, the, the key point, you are part of a lawsuit Correct. challenging the constitutionality of mail-in voting in Pennsylvania. Yes. You are saying in the suit that the Constitution clearly defines what an absentee ballot is. Yes. Act 77 essentially bypassed that what the Constitution says. And it sounds like... I think it's, fair, it's a fact. The legislator knew that. The legislature knew this because they started the constitutional process and then stopped it. It's literally what you just
1: said, right? Yeah, the, the, the constitutional uh, amendment process was, was started. And yes, then they stopped it. And, and, and then stopped. So correct. you clearly, there's no denying they knew what they were doing was unconstitutional. I think maybe some did, Tim. I, I, I think that you know it, this is kind of just how our system works. Right. Sometimes, you know, laws are implemented and they've been implemented for a while. And after they've been after they've been on the books for a while, we realize that they're unconstitutional. I think that it's fair to say some people in in the legislature um, knew it might have constitutional problems. So for example, I'll tell you, Governor Wolf and Attorney General General Shapiro and even, you know, Connor Lamb have all made the point. Oh, Sean wants to to throw out 2.5 million absentee ballots. That's not that's not the point, okay? What I'm what I am it's not about mail-in ballots good, mail-in ballots bad. It's about the process by which the PA state legislature used to implement and the governor signed it and execute the law itself. It's So let me ask you this. Is is it important, Tim, that we pass laws here in this country that are constitutional?
0: Well, in the way you framed it in that capacity, yes. I would say the answer uh, is yes. Well, well, we don't I I would say that we often just pass laws, we probably shouldn't just keep passing laws over and over. But if you were to frame it as You always have to
1: overcomplicate things.
0: Should should all of our laws passed be in accordance with the Constitution or constitutional?
1: They should be they should be constitutional. And the point is, is that is it the fault of the people who cast mail in ballots, you know, thinking that the system was lawful? Is it their fault? Absolutely not. Should they have their ballot thrown out? Absolutely not, right? But those ballots you know, the, the, the law itself, Act 77 itself is, is, is clearly, in my opinion, unconstitutional. And so the point that we make in the lawsuit, and we're not, again, we're not trying to disenfranchise 2.5 million people who cast a mail in. I think that people, when laws are passed, citizens have reason, they, they believe that laws are in fact lawfully passed, right? They just adhere to the system that, 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 that is given to them. But the point that we're making in the lawsuit, as the PA state legislature, along with the governor of Pennsylvania, disenfranchised all voters in Pennsylvania, by they passing already did all voters, not just people that mailed in a ballot. I'm talking Democrat, independent and Republican. Every voter in the state of Pennsylvania, in my opinion, was disenfranchised because an unconstitutional law was passed. And this lawsuit for, for me. It it does not seek to change a past election, right? What I'm looking to do is to make sure that we reform elections moving forward, right? There needs to be systems in place to make sure that we protect the will of the people and that every vote is counted. Now, by the way, even people who voted against me, right? Our constitutional system of government is important. Our constitution either means something or it doesn't. And, And what I'm trying to do is establish is reestablish some constitutional integrity when it comes to our elections and make sure that, hey, if you want, if, if you want to establish a mail in ballot program, if you want Act 77 to pass, pass it the right way. Do a constitutional amendment. Do, give the people of this state a say in the process, which is, that is outlined and prescribed in the PA state constitution. That's what the whole point of the lawsuit is. I don't think
0: it necessarily, uh, Matters what your goal is, what you're, what you're re- requesting in terms of the lawsuit, because I think a judge will determine whether you can or can't disenfranchise or whether the remedy is you have to. So I think, I think about beyond this, what might happen?
1: I have no idea. You're talking about the remedy. I think this, yeah, the, that's, the, that's the tough, right. that's the tough part. I think the court can do a number of different things. You know, and in the court case, the media seizes on this one line because they ask you like, well, what, what relief do you want? Or throw a couple things in there that you think could happen. Well, You could certainly throw out the ballots and consider them illegal. Is that ideal? Absolutely not. A judge could also say, you know what? 2020 was conducted in an unconstitutional way, but kick Act 77 back to the legislature and say, fix it. A judge could also say, you know what? Every voter in the state of Pennsylvania was disenfranchised. We're going to have a special election, right? So that no one is disenfranchised, right? We're going to do it the right way. But Uh, they've got until December 8th for the presidential election. Correct. Correct. So, look, all I'm saying is, is there are a number of different scenarios that the court could use to remedy the situation. The, The first question, though, Tim, that we need to answer is Act 77 unconstitutional. I believe that it is. And once we answer that question, our lawsuit specifically now, again, we throw some, you know, because the court specifically asked, what would you how, how would you fix this? Right. So we threw a couple things in there about, you know, how how it could be fixed. Right. But we specifically defer to the court's expertise yeah. on helping to remedy the situation. And again, this is exactly how our system of government was designed. And people, people I'm telling you, the, the liberals in this state from Tom Wolf. The attorney general, Sapiro, the Connor Lamb, all attack me about wanting to throw out votes. No, that is not the case, and you'll notice that they're not addressing the constitutionality of mm-hmm. Act 77. They're just trying. That's that's the liberal talking point. Oh, Sean just wants to disenfranchise voters. No, I'm up on the parapet taking shots from both sides of the aisle. Right, the PA state legislature is Republican controlled. Right, this is not about party politics to me. I did not take an oath to defend a political party. I took an oath to defend the Constitution and the people of this state, regardless of their political party. Right? You, that your your super sexy music video "Will of the People." Well, I, I, I <laughs> look, Tim. I I you you might think it's old fashioned or a little out of style, but I believe in the Constitution. I'm not in this. I'm not in this for for I don't power. Fashion. I believe in the Constitution too. Well, well you know, it's great. You look at what's happening in our country the reason why this fight is important is that if we don't fight this now tim if we don't take if we don't bring this this argument to the court now the people of the state of pennsylvania would be at the whims of of a governor who could write a law or a legislature that could write a law and crayon and impose it on the people and that that isn't right if laws are unconstitutional it and people have been like well why didn't you ch- why did you wait y- until after the election? Well, the simple answer to that question is I didn't freaking know like two point five million people in the state. I assumed the law was constitutional. But when we find out a law is unconstitutional, it is our duty as American citizens to say no and challenge that law. And that's what we're doing. And so, so if I, I, I'm proud of the lawsuit because I know moving forward, if we if we can bring a level of reform to elections in the state of Pennsylvania, it will be good for everybody.
0: If there's some kind of relief, like uh, throughout the election, do another one. That's going to throw the presidential election into question as well. It
1: could. I, I Again, I, I don't know that that a judge will do that. Uh, there have been instances in the past, like a congressional election in North Carolina, where there was evidence of fraud or ballot harvesting and a judge threw it out and said, do it again. Wasn't, um, wasn't that
0: relatively recently? Like there was some. some. Uh, yeah, it was a couple of years ago.
1: It was a couple of years ago. I but think. there was
0: also a presidential election that wasn't really that long ago, a couple decades ago, I think, where like one state was called into question and they just got no electoral votes issued or
1: something like that. You would know better than me, Tim, I think. But I was just I, reading something about it. My, my primary goal here is to protect the will of the people and to protect our constitution and making sure that we don't pass unconstitutional laws. And look, I know a lot of people in the PA state legislature, like a lot of those uh, men and women are, are my friends. I think they're great people. Um, but to me, this isn't about politics. It's about doing things the right way. The most important part of the constitutional process in terms of overhauling our electoral system in Pennsylvania is giving the people a say. In how they want their elections conducted. It should go on the ballot. They should vote on it. But it wasn't done. So you know what? To me, it's unconstitutional.
0: So, uh, does the Trump campaign or anyone involved in the Trump campaign have anything to do with this? No. Matter?
1: That's another thing. Liberals are like, oh, you just do what Donald Trump wants. If you, if you're saying that about me, then you don't know me pretty well. You don't know me all that well. That's not, that's not, the president has nothing to do, uh, with this campaign. If he, if he wanted to be a part of the lawsuit, I would, I wouldn't say no. I uh, could, because I think the, I, I supported the president. I, I think he's done an unbelievable job for this country. And I'll tell you, he hasn't been given a fair shake. Not at all. Oh, definitely not. not at all. And it, it, that, that to me is a travesty and I'll tell you, like, I don't want to get too much too off topic, but seeing the shift in how the media treated president Trump for four years to now how they're treating uh, Joe Biden, is sickening and they're shameless you see you see <laughs> so what they've just been saying ridiculous they said donald trump they, they all have this new line they're pushing where they said
0: donald trump was like drinking tabasco for four years
1: uh, I saw, oh i saw joe, yeah they keep using that line joe yeah. biden
0: is like sipping unflavored almond milk and my response was actually joe biden is like when you when you're like really thirsty so you like go to the fridge and you're like you know maybe after have to work out and you open the fridge and there's nothing in there just milk and you're like i'll oh, just drink the milk you grab it you crack it you start chugging it and all of a sudden, you notice something thick, and you're like, wait, uh, there's a chunk in there. Yeah. And you pull it down, and you go, oh, it's spoiled. And then you run into the sink and start barfing all over the place. <laughs> That's, That's like gross. Biden. But he just, that he, actually but, is the perfect
1: analogy. The people who voted for him not realizing what he was, and which, now what well, there they're was a poll get. that There was a poll that came out today that said something like, Gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't quote it. Uh, but was it, you know, there was a Newsbusters poll. They, yes, about, you know, like if 50% of knew, the people didn't know about the Hunter Biden story. And if they knew about it, 9% of the people would would shift their vote yeah. away from him. I and mean, then that's, that's a real problem. But not,
0: not even that. They didn't know the record economy. They didn't know about energy independence. They didn't know about the peace deals. They didn't know about the troop withdrawal. And when presented that information, they all said, oh, I would have voted for that. So the media, keeping all of that, not reporting on it, was helping joe biden
1: we all knew it
0: was helping joe biden we said it was helping joe biden and there you go and look uh, you
1: you people people are treated like they're conspiracy theorists if they're suspicious of an election now look we've never done mail-in ballots on the scale that we've done Universal. in this it, it, it's it's the first time it's ever been done president trump is more popular today than he was in 2016. 10 million more people voted for him, Tim. He did better with African Americans. He did better with Latino Americans. If you told me in 2016 that President Trump was 10 million more people were going to vote for the guy, but it wasn't going to be enough because Joe Biden was going to get 80 million votes. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? 11 million more than Obama. That's crazy. At the height of his popularity. Right, right, right. And, And I'm sorry. President Obama, and look, again, like people, people make the mistake of thinking like I'm a blindly partisan guy. President Obama. It was a movement, right? Oh, definitely. Like, the, people, people love him. People loved President yep. Obama. Don't tell me for a second that Joe Biden was more popular than President Obama at the height of his popularity. You, you pe- could pe- people can see things. People can connect the dots on their own and draw you, draw suspicions. The argument, know?
0: the argument there is though that it's actually no one cares about Biden. They were voting against Trump.
1: So that's it's, what it's they just, say, but that that's what the media says to him, but I don't buy it because you know Yeah, I don't need that. You know, we Well not completely dis- at least. A dislike of President Trump doesn't drive what like eighty million people to the polls? Now here here, so people are seeing things like this. So in Allegheny County, uh this Pittsburgh, right? Eighty-five percent of which is you know, eighty-five percent of Allegheny County north of the city of Pittsburgh is in my district. Now, Joe Biden got the second highest voter turnout in Allegheny County in the history of this country. Second wow. only second wow. only to Lyndon B. Johnson in, well, 19, I mean, in 1964, okay? When 30% more people lived in Allegheny County. Wow. 30% more populous. And but he got he got the second highest vote total just a couple thousand votes. But, I mean, so people are rightfully suspicious of that process and then you combine that with mail-in voting and it makes people wonder like <laughs> 70 plus million people in this country, and this is part of the reason why this lawsuit is so important, because if we don't set some parameters to our electoral system in this country, right, 70 plus million people in this country will never trust an election again. I
0: don't I don't think they will. I think we're at you know, I'm I'm seeing people say there's some people saying don't vote Republican in in Georgia. That's because. Yeah, I know because the Republicans aren't supporting Trump. Then I'm seeing other people say, no, 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 don't give up. You have to. You have to stop them from taking the, the, the Senate. But uh, uh, a lot of people are just saying, why? If they cheated now, they'll cheat then.
1: What's the point? Well, so the the point is, number one, we can't allow that to happen because our country means something. Our country is the great, greatest benevolent force that's ever existed on the face of the planet. Our country is a bright beacon of hope for people. You know, I want my kids to grow up in a country that is as rich with opportunity, uh, and and vibrant and free, like, like a country that I had when I was a kid. I, I want my kids to be able to put a skate park in their freaking garage if they work hard enough, right? I want that for my kids. But right now, (laughs) that's that's at risk. And so, you know, people are like, it's funny how, like, people treat me like, you know, I think publicly, at least the left, like, I'm just some sort of -of run-of-the-mill politician that, like, would love to make a career in government. (laughs) Like, I've got a pretty great life in the private sector. You know, the president called me off the sidelines. Like, when you know, serving the people of the state of Pennsylvania— or the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania or the people of PA 17 would be the greatest honor of my life. I'm in this for service, right? Me winning a congressional seat in Western Pennsylvania means a pretty significant pay cut for me. I'm not in this for, for the money. I'm in this to serve the people. And right? you have served. And, and, and I have served. And here's, but here's the thing, Tim. My, the point that I'm building to is that the people in, in, at this point in time in this country don't have a choice. We have to fight because if we lose those two Senate seats in Georgia, This country will never look the same again. You can bet that the Democrats will pack the court. Why? Because they've said they were going to pack the court. You can bet that the Democrats with control of of all three branches of government will add two more states. Why? Because they've said they were going to add two more states. And they want to make sure Republicans never win again. Absolutely. You can bet that the Electoral College will go away forever. Why? Because they said the Electoral College will go away forever. We have to, we have to win those two, we have to win those two Senate seats in Georgia. And and if we win those two Senate seats in Georgia, I think we'll likely pick up more seats in 2022. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we have to fight to protect our electoral system. So make sure that people have faith in them. So, yeah, I'm willing to get up on the parapet and take shots from Republicans and Democrats because, you know, you know the Republicans are mad at me because the the PA state legislature that passed Act 77 were, were largely Republican controlled. And again, I don't think they knew that it was unconstitutional. I think that they were just trying to make the system better. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I agree. If they were, move, if they started the process
0: and then backed off of it, sounds like they knew it was unconstitutional. It sounded, it sounds to me like they went, "Hey, wait a minute. We need an amendment. We're not going to be able to pass this amendment because no one's going to approve of it. So just ram it through."
1: Well, what they did—that is damning evidence. We make the distinction in our lawsuit is that they changed the name from absentee to to mail in right so but what they did was make a distinction and we make this case they made a distinction without without there being a difference if that makes sense right so yeah they just the, claimed
0: the distinction but they're the same thing
1: and so the 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 idea is You know, and so I'll also make another point, you know, and and this is a message to the, if, if I, if, if Act 77 is in fact deemed unconstitutional, and I, I really hope and pray that, that it will be. President Trump was the first president to win the state of Pennsylvania since Ronald Reagan. The first Republican? Yes. Yeah. The first Republican to to win since Ronald Reagan. And in, (laughs) after 2016, between 2016 and 2020, Republicans in the in the PA state legislature said, "You know what? Let's just change the whole system, right?" It's the weirdest You're, thing. You well, know, you know, I, there, there, if, if there was, if if people were, if there was some structure to our electoral system in Pennsylvania, right? Um, it, I think President Trump still wins. I don't think Attorney General Shapiro wins. I, I think I, you know, I probably I, I win. You know, the the mail in ballot program, and, and and here's another thing. I don't think that the Republicans in PA state legislature expected governor Wolf to remove every safeguard that makes mail-in voting safe. I think that's a very important point to make. He removed the deadline. He removed the postmark requirement. He removed signature verification. He watered down the integrity of the ballot so much that how could you possibly verify who's sending in the voters, the person actually voting. And so, yes, Tim, people are rightfully skeptical of this election. And I don't think that that I don't think that's a problem or a conspiracy theory. Well there's a there's a lot of evidence that fraud occurred. There's a lot of evidence of irregularity.
0: There is, according to the Voter Integrity Fund, have you heard of those these guys? Yes. According to them, it's I don't want to put words in their mouth, but what they're asserting is widespread voter fraud. That they found in Georgia a thousand plus votes that had commercial addresses with apartment numbers listed to trick essentially the system into thinking these non-residential addresses were actually residential sounds like that person should not like is not a real person voting so i I wonder though in pennsylvania with you've said people are rightly rightfully suspicious we did talk a little bit before the show but i'm wondering if you think there was fraud or if you've seen anything
1: well i would say that there are there are there are definite anomalies there are definite irregularities and just today, uh, I saw what looks to be pretty compelling evidence of, of voter fraud, uh, a combination of voter fraud and ballot harvesting in nursing homes in Beaver County. Now, be- Beaver County is 100% in my district. And we noticed uh, actually, I it was the Republican chairman of Beaver County. His name's Jim uh, Christiana, along with the sheriff, Tony Guy, two great, great people uh they noticed that there are a lot of people in nursing homes in Beaver County that had requested a ballot filled out a ballot and returned it all on the same day now that was a sort of an anomaly is it is well, that, wait, wait how do you, how do you request it and then get it on the same day well so I they got to send I, it to you i mean maybe maybe somebody delivers the ballots and people fill it out but the, it, the, no, no but yeah. like if if you request it did someone just
0: run over like yeah. make a phone call like a ballot, and they run and give it to you is yes
1: right? well I, yeah yes yes and so that was suspicious. In fact, that's in the Beaver County Times. You can probably you can look it up. You can find the article where Jim Christiana talks about uh, the nursing homes. Um and and so he he did a, a sort of uh freedom of of information uh request and requested 2000 ballots uh from those nursing homes and what he found immediately uh Tim was that like all of the signatures match. All of the handwriting wow, was so the same. And all of, of the four nursing home facilities that he looked at Now that the handwriting matches were in batches, but these were all, these were all union controlled nursing homes where the signatures and the handwriting was exactly the same. Wow. And I've seen, I've seen it with my own two eyes today, uh, with, with, you know, with Tony Guy and Jim Christiana, uh, they, they showed this stuff to me today. And so look. I'm not saying that 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 is fraud, but I can tell you that we're going to pass that to the U.S. Attorney of the Western District, uh, of the Western District of Pennsylvania, and we're going to let them decide. We're going to let them do an investigation. Is is it fraud? Is it is it definitively fraud? I mean, without an investigation having been conducted, I mean, I I'll be careful with my words. I don't know, but so I actually I pulled it up. I pulled up
0: It's Times Online, and it says uh, uh, Beaver County Nursing Homes. Christiana questions mail in ballot. They mentioned there's 2,000 mail-in ballots following a uh, you know a strange pattern, a uh, questionable patterns. These patterns require the next step to be a review of the outside envelopes
1: to see if there's any forgery. And that's what we look. That that's what I'm talking about. That's those are the 2,000 ballots that I saw today. The handwriting is the same. There are forgeries of signatures. So that sounds like harvesting. And I'm telling you right now, there's there's no question in my mind. It's uh, it's it's. I've seen the handwriting. I've seen the signatures. It's it's. There's no question in my mind that what Jim Christiana has t- he's he's reviewed those 2,000 ballots. He's looked. So who, at them. who who is he? He's a Republican. He's the Republican chairman of, of Beaver County, and, and along with Tony Guy, who is the sheriff out in Beaver if, County. So what have you done with the evidence? What have well, I- I d- we just look? We we just he he called me. Jim called me about this last night, told me about it last night, showed me the evidence this morning, and what what Jim is going to do uh, along with with uh, Tony again, who is who is the sheriff, is. You know, in all likelihood, turn the evidence over to the, the district attorney, Dave Lozier, out in, in Beaver County, another great human being. Uh, and they're going to pass that information to the, uh, U.S. attorney in the Western District of Pennsylvania. So to the feds. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. You know, because the- look again, this, if we are talking about this stuff right now, it never comes to light and the likelihood of it happening again is very high. Close pe- to one. The people have a right to know if this stuff is happening. Is Is it, can I say on the show with 100% certainty that that's voter fraud? <laughs> no, because there's not been an investigation done, but I'm a human being that, that can put two and two together. All the handwriting well, is exactly
0: the same. And you've seen them. I've seen them. So, and, and it's going to U.S. attorneys? Yes. All right, well, my concern is
1: I don't know if they're going to do anything. And, and I don't yet. trust them. Well, well the dist- so Dave Lozier and the district attorney, uh, the, uh, the district attorney, Dave Lozier, and, and then uh, the... Uh, I, I, the, the U.S. attorney, they're both great human beings. I trust them. I trust them. Scott Brady is the U.S. attorney in Western Pennsylvania. They're good people. All right. Um, I trust them, but the, here's the deal. A criminal investigation of something like this is going to take a long time. Will that impact the outcome of the 2020 election? I don't know. Well, it's only 2,000 votes. Well, that's, but there are, there are something like eight, nine total, we only looked at four. There oh, wow. Eight or nine total nursing homes. Uh, and, and that's just in and around the Beaver County area, and that doesn't even count Allegheny County, which is where eighty—I would say probably eighty percent of of the vote comes from in PA seventeen. So, what this could do, like, look, what the, if we start expanding uh, uh, an investigation into other nursing home facilities? How many votes would that mean? Now, I—I I don't know if that's going to be enough to affect the presidential, right? I I I mean, but, but it could. But it will affect. Down-ballot congressional races and down-ballot state House and Senate races? Absolutely. So should we look into that? Absolutely, We we absolutely should.
0: I would would imagine if you find widespread fraud or harvesting, which is, I believe, would still be fraud, then at a certain point, you're not going to have the time to actually investigate every single nursing home. You'd have to just, I don't know, cancel the election. (sighs) Because if you're finding widespread fraud, here's the problem, okay, to to clarify. Because I know the left is going to be like, how dare you? There's no, there's no solution. There's none. There is no solution to this problem. We have, we have reached an impasse where no matter what you do, you're going to set off tens of millions of people. It sounds like based on what I read about your lawsuit, you, it sounds like you're correct. I'm not a lawyer, but based on well, the stories that I read and going through it, your lawsuit about the constitutionality of mail-in ballots. Yeah. Sounds like they couldn't do that. Sounds like they knew they couldn't and they tried changing some words to get around it. And that creates a problem where now the Democrats are saying we won, and you're saying uh, this is the Republicans' fault. The Republicans passed this this Act 77.
1: Yeah, and it's I, now it's screwing over. I, I am careful Biden. to say it's their fault because again, Tim, I mean there are laws that are passed that are unconstitutional that are on the books for years, and we don't realize that they're unconstitutional uh, oh, well, for, well, for well, years later. So my my point is this is how our system of government is intended to work. Sometimes we don't always know if a law is unconstitutional or not, and that's why we rely on the courts.
0: I, I don't I don't mean like it was intentional, but it is their fault. If they passed a law that was unconstitutional and it causes problems with the election, where it's got to be thrown out, ballots are or uh, Well,
1: well, the, 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 but let's not let Governor Wolf off the hand off the hook. He's oh, he yeah, certainly absolutely. Fo- and how about the Attorney General? Right, good point <laughs> like the Attorney General, who is also a, a Democrat, uh, uh, Josh Shapiro, should have probably caught it before it was, was passed. Yeah, in the, but, but we, you know, do you know, do you know why, do you know why they didn't? Do you they, know why? And their attacks on me, which they've all, like every Democrat in the state of Pennsylvania and and believe me they they've fired up their base they've they have i've had death threats my attorneys have had death threats about this wow it is not about it is not about throwing out 2.5 million mail in ballots the dem- people who cast a mail in ballot and thought that the system was legitimate and that act 77 was constitutional this is not about that for me as much as the media would want to write those sensationalist headlines and the left is attacking me for for you know, wanting to throw out those ballots that's not true but you'll notice in their attacks, they're not addressing whether right, Act right, 77 right. is constitutional. So,
0: so, so, any—it sounds like we're at a point where it's—it's it's, these bouts are no good. The the election was no good in a lot of ways. There's potential even fraud. We pulled up the Beaver County Times, and it sounds like there's strange goings on. Here's the way here's the way I describe it: You're walking down the street, and you see a building, smoke alarms going off. All right, what does a smoke alarm mean? Usually means there's a fire. You don't see smoke, you just hear the alarm. So we call 911 figuratively, and we say, hey, we're hearing an alarm go off. And the response we get is, do you have evidence of widespread fire? No, but the smoke alarm is going off. And they're like, well, we only come out if there's evidence of widespread. No, 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 no. When I hear the smoke alarm, you come out to check if there's fire. So if, if we're seeing these anomalies, these signatures, these stacks of ballots, the FBI has to come in or whichever agency and actually launch an investigation and they better do it PDQ because we have deadlines. And then the problem is if they don't. And now 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 we're getting reports, we're going to have these hearings in three states. There, if these hearings, you we actually get hard evidence presented, they're going to go over affidavits. And uh, and and I'll tell you, during the Michigan certification hearings, we had a guy call and l- rattle off a list of evidence of impropriety and potential fraud and they ignore it. What's going to happen then if you don't investigate is all the legal challenges saying you were made aware of this. You didn't investigate. We want an injunction. And then what's what, if the courts this this is what people need to realize is that courts are humans. And so even if something is technically correct, they might not allow it. And it, it comes down to the judge. So there was a, uh, one of the one of the cases Trump lost. The judge basically said, you're right, but we're not going to disenfranchise. So in the future, we'll just do it better.
1: That's that, that's called yeah that's called perspective and I'm not a lawyer but that's called perspective relief. And so that could be one of the scenarios in this lawsuit with Act 77. They could say yeah 2020 was was fubar, right? But let's do it better in the future. And we I can't do, we can't do it. The thing is is that
0: I would be okay with that, but we the country wouldn't. 73 74 million Trump voters would say no. If they say right now in any capacity that this was unconstitutional, but we're going to let it stand, it's going to be I don't even know how to describe what's going to happen.
1: Well, here's the thing: I I don't see, I, I don't I don't see a court. Well, I I just don't know. I don't know how I. We've asked the court for help with a remedy, right? Because that's the way our system of government is is supposed to function. We hope that they that they step in and grant some sort of relief. Now, the governor uh, was not. We weren't anticipating him certifying the results of the election today. He did it just hours before we were supposed to uh, be heard, um, heard in, in 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 a not a hearing or a court. It was like a telephone co- phone conference thing or whatever. Again, I'm not. Zoom a lawyer. call. Yeah, I don't know what the hell <sighs> they do. I'm not. A, I'm not a lawyer, but um, but <laughs> he certified the results of the election, and and during that time, the electronic filing system for the Commonwealth Court of Pennsylvania was down. So, like, what do you? What do you do? I, I feel like you've always got to err on the side
0: of um, uh, some kind of remedy against uh, – some kind of system against impropriety or, or um, malicious intent. If there's a certification process and the electronic filing system goes down, then the court should be like, nope, no certification because – you can't have, you know, emergency court filings being blocked or unable to process while someone's slipping through some major, you know. yeah And,
1: and, and Tim, we weren't asking the court to, to block certification to overturn an election. We were blocking certification so that we it would give us time to make our argument. Right. And again, we we were hoping to have time to make an argument to, to, to the court uh, and, and have them give some sort of decision or remedy as to what to do uh with act seventy seven because again we believe that it disenfranchised all voters not just people that mailed right. in a ballot disenfranchised all voters this is gonna have
0: serious impacts on the uh the presidential election itself
1: we'll see I mean like you said it's 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 explosive right yep. and courts are are comprised of, of human beings and I, I just don't know but I, I will tell you this that I believe that Act 77 is unconstitutional and on the merits. I don't think that Anyone can deny that. It just is. You, you can't change the entire electoral system in Pennsylvania without a constitutional amendment. That simply was not done. I mean,
0: for a lot of other states, I would imagine it's the same thing or similar in some capacity. I can't I, I was like I was mentioning earlier, surprised to, to you know, when, when they were making all these sweeping changes to hear that courts were agreeing with it. Eleventh hour election changes. And of course, Democrats were very much OK with it. And you mentioned this to me on the show when uh, you came in the first time that, well, they believe it's going to help them win Absolutely.
1: What you said. It's, it's, it, that, that, if Democrats, believe me when I tell you, if Democrats thought that mail in balloting would disproportionately help Republicans, they would be so against it. Of course, of course. You know, and, and so, so here, here's the interesting thing about that. The PA state constitution, there is like an emergency provision where the governor and the legislature or, or could invoke some sort of emergency power. Uh, to uh overhaul an election system in the middle of an emergency like a pandemic to keep people safe, but they didn't do it. Mm. So why? You know what's crazy to me is uh watching in
0: Michigan. Do you see what happened with Michigan certification?
1: Oh, with uh yeah. Uh, the, First, the you had two, Wayne County. Yeah, where so I w- Republicans got threat. They didn't want to certify, and then there, Death threats, there were threats, family yeah, threats, and then they certified.
0: One dude said, "Your kids probably go to this school." Yeah, it's like I right know. away, someone's gonna be like, "Please stop! I'll just sign whatever you want." And then after the fact, they signed sworn affidavits saying they were sending their votes, and they were like, "Too bad, it's too late. You can't do anything." And it's the, its the stupidest thing because what people need—people need to, need to understand—is that we don't live in a computer; we're a country uh, composed of people. Meaning, if there's a pe- here's what people don't get about like contracts, right? They have this movie-esque understanding of how contract law works, where it's like, if I take out a piece of paper and says Sean Parnell signs over all of his assets to me, sign it. It's not going to hold up in court. The judge is going to be like, "Get out of here!" Like that's not a real contract, you know. But people think, "Oh, but you signed it." It's so when it comes to you know what happened in Michigan, you could have a hearing, and the judge can be like, "No, it's a good point. They were getting threats. We can clearly see the threats. That's not a a legitimate document. You can't put someone under duress to get them to sign a document and have it be upheld in court, especially when you can clearly prove it." The crazy thing about Michigan is that I was watching the actual hearing they had When, when it went to the state board of canvassers. And one of these guys, his name is like Aaron Van, uh, Van uh, Lengeveld, I think his name is, was just absolutely ignoring the, the evidence presented, or I should say this, you know, claims of evidence that people were calling and saying, here's a, here's a document, here's the individual, here's the law. And no matter what anyone said to him, he was like, uh, I, I have to certify. Nope, nope. One guy read him the law like 10 times. And he's like, it says for any necessary purpose to certify, meaning to ascertain the truthfulness, you can adjourn. He goes, I can't do that. Sorry. So that it's it's crazy to me watching this Republican be like, nope. There's literally nothing you can say. I'll ignore the law. I will ignore what's presented to us. And I'm just going to do it. And now they're certifying in Michigan. And then you have in Pennsylvania with you. I,
1: I was surprised certification even happened.
0: Because so I was like tracking. I'm like, I, when,
1: I was on the phone with my attorney when it happened. I'm like, oh, they just certified Pennsylvania. He's like, what? Yeah. So it just... And they did it because they knew that once it was certified, it'd be a little bit more difficult for us to proceed with, with the case on, uh, on, on an emergency basis. right they, they you know what's funny is, And they, again, the electronic filing system was down coincidentally, and I, you draw your own yeah. You draw your own conclusions uh-huh. there for the Commonwealth Court. The electronic filing system was down. People need to understand that when you're watching Donald Trump fight tooth
0: and nail, you know with a the, with the variety of lawsuits he has, the Democrats aren't sitting around doing nothing. No. They they they've they've got their their uh, version of fighting and I suppose in some places like Pennsylvania it's ramming through certification before anyone realizes what's happening cuz I didn't even realize. I, I, I when 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 I found out I was like, "Wait, what? That that was today? What?" Cuz I was I was I was tracking certification of all of these states and I'm like, "Michigan is this day, here's what we're waiting for at the State Board of Canvassers." And then I thought Pennsylvania was going to be way later. Then it just happened. Yeah. And then I'm watching, you know, in Michigan too and it's it's the same thing. It's these weird The Democrat strategy has been the entire time. You know what? I'm going to be careful in in the words that I use. But since the beginning of the uh, uh, even before 2016, I remember I was in San Jose, California. I think it was in 2015, maybe 20. I think it was 2015, maybe 2016. And I watched a guy walking out of a Trump rally, just minding his own business. People were screaming at him. He looked all confused. And someone runs up behind him and smacked him in the back of the head with some bag full of heavy objects. And it caught him pretty bad. And he was bleeding. And he was all like, what's happening? Since that day, and before, but for me, since that day, I've been watching them basically say to anybody who supports Republicans or Trump, we will physically hurt you. We will physically hurt your family. We will destroy your life. We will target your job if you dare say anything. Now, here's what's crazy. Trump's secret voters. They said in the press they didn't exist. Oh, no, 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 Trump's secret voters not a real thing. Nate Silver on 538. There's no secret Trump voters, no evidence. And then all their polls were wrong by massive and historic margins. Again,
1: this time again. The, the, this time w- no worse difference. than last time yeah it was like I, I think Trafalgar, Trafalgar between four, four to got seven it, percent Trafalgar got it got it right to the extent that you can um but you know I, I've been to two no three rallies with with the president and you know one in La Trobe, one in moon Township one in Butler I've never seen anything like it in my life they are positive they're like a they're like a concert environment with the most diverse group of people that you can imagine, and they're all friendly. They all yeah. love America. They're fun. People have a blast. But it, then, and then you, and then you drive home, right? And then you watch it portrayed on the media, and they treat like they treat it like it's a this negative. Rally. Yeah, well, it's the <laughs> truth. And, <laughs> and, and, and they, and they take, nuts. the president makes jokes right on stage. And when you're there in the moment and you can feel the environment, you know, he's joking, but then take a, this is why I said, but like leading into the show, you can't make jokes in politics, right? You just yeah. can't like every, you can't, you can't have any fun. You can't make any jokes. Um, But the president jokes, and then they take the president out of context. And then they say, he's saying some inflammatory remark and they make the rally seem like they're super negative. Um, and, 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 they did this with me too. Like, I went on a show with, uh, uh, called UnPC on Fox News. The show is hosted by a stand-up comedian. The whole point of the show is to take up unpolitically correct, dis- uh, uh, positions and defend them and make jokes. And I, I made jokes about the idea of independent women and it, you know, you know, women need men. And of course, one of the hosts of the show is a woman who I'm friends with trying to, like get her going a little <laughs> yeah. bit. It, 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 we were having fun, but what they did was during my during my campaign was clip that up and attack me. Like that's, I like somehow I hate women. It's like wait a second, it's a comedy show. That's not true.
0: That's part of the tactics we've seen over the past several years. The cancel culture. They they exactly. Well, they, so 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 think about this. Trump managed to gain like wh- what is what is what is he up like eleven or twelve million? Eleven million over, voters over,
1: over eleven million new voters. More and eleven million more people. In 2020 voted for him. But, but here's the crazy thing. So secret Trump voters existed. A lot of them. And it was
0: because of, in, in my opinion, many reasons, but the threats of the left to take your job away from you, that these people weren't going around ex- explaining to others why they should vote for Trump as well. So I know a bunch of celebrities who have hit me up saying, you know, if anybody ever found out as a Trump supporter, my career would be over. Yeah. And I've said uh, um, indirectly, you're a coward because you're going to wake up one day Trump is going to lose. And you're going to say, if only I risked more. And instead, you are willing to sacrifice what you think this country needs for yourself. But this is not to not to drag those who are scared of the left. But the strategy of the Democrats the whole time has been partly because I would say there's a lot of activist groups. But Democratic activists know they've threatened people. There have been mobs. They have come for the board of canvassers. They came to my house. They went did, to your
1: house? Did you see did you see what they did in my, they spray paint? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they came they, to my they, house. Yep. You know? Um you know, and people were like, oh Parnell did that himself. I'm like, you think with I I got between the two of us, we got six kids. You think I got time to go out and spray paint my damn garage with red paint? Like, ain't ain't nobody got time for that. Antifa does. They 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 came to my house, you know, and 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 that's my thing. After uh, having been, I'm an infantry combat veteran. I've been uh, 485 days of heavy combat in in the in the Hindu Kush mountains of 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 heavy combat. You know. Uh, my platoon took an 85% casualty rate. Right? Like, I've took real life flack in Afghanistan. Like, you know, I was wounded it's over literal there. Literal flack. Yeah. Like, I can take this yeah. too. And, and to me, and I've said this to you before, but I mean it when I say I don't take an oath to a political party. My, my, I love this country. I love the people of this country. And my, my oath is to the Constitution. This isn't a popularity contest. And maybe I'm in the wrong profession because elections are kind of like a uh, uh, popularity contest. Definitely. But, but, you know,
0: <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how politics. It's it. You know, war and and politics uh, go hand in hand. It's a fight for control for power, and you know, in many instances, and you know, you give me thought. You give me your thoughts on this, but war happens when the speaking stops. When the when the ability for to sure. con- when the ability to control someone or get what you want ends with with negotiation. Yeah. They find another way to do it.
1: Yeah, they they say that that war is like the what the last twenty. The, I don't remember. I don't remember what the phrase is. Like the last. Is you know, the last 25 yards of foreign policy or something like a foreign policy fail for failure or whatever. But, um, yeah, I always say that politics is war just without the bullets, you know, Uh, it is and it is, Um, you know, but for me, it's not about it's not about like having been in charge of soldiers lives, right, where every decision that you make might mean if it's a bad decision that somebody goes home in a body bag. I've had I've had real power uh, at, at a young age. And what I learned in having that power is one learning to wield it responsibly, but not even wield it. Leadership is about taking the power that's bestowed upon you and giving it back to the people that you lead, right? And empowering them uh, to do what they believe in their hearts is right. And so that that's how I see the job of, of politician, right? And I hate that word. Uh, in fact, every time I say it, I throw up in my mouth a little bit, but for me, this job, like my, my ultimate goal, like it, it, having w- if, if I ever win an election in my life would be to go to Washington, hit the reset button on everything uh, and then move back to Western Pennsylvania and like buy a farm and never talk to anybody else again when the mission is complete. Right. Because I am not, uh, you know, being a, a politician in Washington, while it would be a tremendous honor to represent the people, that's not like the pinnacle of my life's ambition. You know, the challenge is the war is never ending. You know, in, in 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 actual
0: warfare, you can take the ground and then you're like, we got it. You secure it. We're good or whatever. Or, you know, the war can be ended. But in terms of politics, there's always pushback. So you get into Congress and you say, hey, we're going to stop these things. They're unconstitutional. They're pushing back the whole time endlessly.
1: Yeah. And, and the left and, and the thing about the left is that they they know how to fight. They know how to to organize, you know, Newt Gingrich says it says it best. Republicans care about campaigns. Democrats focus on elections. Right. Mm, Interesting. He's he's right about that. You know, the campaign that we ran for Congress, I would say, was the best in the country. We had thousands and I mean thousands of volunteers. But they were
0: changing the rules.
1: They were changing the
0: rules. They changed the rules. And they said, you know, reminds me of that old quote, um, put me in charge of a nation's money and I care not who makes the laws. Who who said that? Is that remember. is that a real quote? Maybe it's just something on the internet. You, just, you up. just
1: made that, that, sure he just made it up. Yeah, it I think it was good. like a Nathan Rothschild or something. Oh, Nathan
0: Rothschild. Interesting.
1: Well, I, I will tell you, you, you are you are right. I, I think you are right to a certain extent. They they made sure the rules benefited them. Um, you know, you look at our experience on, on election night, right? And I'll just walk through what happened, right? On election night, had you know we spent we spent it with friends uh, and family at my house. Uh, we'd run up the score. We were up on Lamb on election night by seventeen points. Oh, over th- forty-three thousand, close to forty-five thousand votes. Like we were up on forty-five thousand votes on election night. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Allegheny County stopped counting, and we're like, "Wait, what? why is Allegheny County stopping counting? Why are they doing that?" And so they're supposed to start counting again. Uh, the day after election day at ten in the morning, right? Right? Did they start counting at ten in the morning? No. no. Yeah. But a guy named Rich Fitzgerald, who is the ranking member on the board of elections, went out and did a media blitz instead, and said, "We're confident that when all of the all when the election is done and the ballots are counted, Congressman Lamb is going to have a two percentage point lead." Huh. And I'm sitting there th- with my team thinking, "Well, that is, you know, what that that takes some gumption, you know. That's a, that's a your boys, prediction. your boy yeah your boy's down by 45,000 votes
0: precise prediction we
1: we knew on on election night and we had run tabulations these are not projections right because we knew how many mail in ballots there were for lamb for me and independents and yeah and we said if lamb got everything he was supposed to get and i got everything i was supposed to get and we split independents even give him 60% of independents he had no mathematical path we'd have a margin of victory about of over just over 13,000 votes people were calling us to congratulate us Really? I think a couple wow. of, I think a couple of news outlets called the race for us because again there was no honest mathematical path. But it, they found them so le- so right they, so so after the Rich Fitzgeralds media blitz they start counting the vote the day after election day at about 2:30. And and the race tightened because Lamb had more mail-in bo- votes than we did and we expected that, right? And then at 8:30 or th- about 8:30 there were two mail There were two ballot dumps, one of 4,000, one of 9,000. All for Lamb. Almost exclusively all for Lamb. Do you know the percentage? 20, 20, almost all for Lamb. Like Like 25 minutes later, listen, like 25 minutes later, he scampers out to the podium and declares victory. Now, there are still 25,000 ballots left to count. Like not not mail-ins, like provisionals and things like that And in Beaver County and Butler County. How are you going out and declaring victory with a razor thin margin of like a thousand votes at that point, unless you know something that I don't, what did he, what did he do before he ran for Congress? He was a federal prosecutor. The guy's never known a job outside the government. He's never mm-hmm. had to earn a private paycheck in his life. But the the point I'm trying to make is where what we're trying to get answers like where do those ballots come from? You know, yeah, Allegheny County. So so you you knew how many mail in vote votes there were, mm-hmm. and it's then- not a projection. We knew you know.
0: But then, when they came in, they were all for Lamb. Is that what happened? Almost all. Almost all.
1: Is that what surprised you?
0: Yes. Yes. Or, or was and, the and number right, of and round right ballots now, different and right
1: now Lamb is up by like eighty-eight thousand or so votes. So that was the difference. Interesting. And so we still don't. We still don't know where where those ballots came from. But they weren't part of the original totals, like it was it? Not new... not that we were aware of. That's weird. But like so, and so on a smaller scale. Right? So when you're talking like about the, the same thing that happened to me on a smaller scale happened to to the president in places like Milwaukee and Detroit right. uh, and Philadelphia.
0: Well, you're talking about Beaver County, these 2000 ballots that could change your election.
1: Well, I you know, I, I don't know if it I don't know if it would be enough to change the election. But I will say in a few hours time. Uh, they found 2000 ballots that were very questionable. Now, if we had more time looking, more nursing home facilities, uh, 8000 votes in a, in a race where, you know, 434, 440,000 people voted. Are if, you going to are you going to call for a hard audit like the, sta- the Pennsylvania State Legislature called for one and then they did it. They had a committee and they said. Oh, uh, you know what? We can't find a, a contractor to do it in sixty to ninety days, so what? we can't do the audit. But can't you do something about that? We're trying to raise money, um, an election defense fund money, and, and we're certainly doing that with, with the lawsuit with Act Seventy Seven, yeah. as we talked about. And we we need to look at each and every ballot. Those that, that, those, that, those that, mail in ballots. That's, that's that, it. That that's dumped, exactly. That's exactly it. You we need can. to have a Democrat,
0: Republican, and an Independent all look at it and verify it. The well, challenge is, but, but listen, man. I'll I'll tell you this. I honestly don't think any of that matters. You know why? It's a propaganda war. You could, you could personally find a ballot that has never been folded, that looks machine printed, and the Democrats will call you a liar. You could actually have a legitimate argument. This is unconstitutional, and we didn't know until now. And they'll say, you're just trying to cheat the election. Oh,
1: oh that's, and that's exactly what it's it just is. just propaganda. That, well, that's certainly, how what, many, they're, that's how certainly many, what they're doing with me. It's yeah. about
0: how many people can they convince which side to be on?
1: Yeah, it's true. It, it's true. And, and, and the Democrats are, Democrats are good at that. They're good at that. And That's,
0: so, so to go back, I did Google search. I do believe that quote is not real.
1: You just made it up. That's profound. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a
0: very famous quote on the Internet, but it's like attributed to different people. So I found a bunch of different sources saying it's, it was Nathan Rothschild, but it's not confirmed. They also say it's attributed to uh, Mayor Amschel Rothschild or maybe uh, Andrew Fletcher.
1: So Twitter told me that it was Mayor Rothschild. And I believe Mayor. everything I read on Twitter, so I'm going to go with Permit that.
0: Permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. I'll put it this way. Give me control of the rules of an election, and I don't give a crap about someone's campaign. <laughs> I don't care how they campaign. If well, you can
1: change I, the rules, then what does it matter? Well, And and, and look, that's certainly what that's certainly what the, the Democrats did this election. You know, it's funny. Republicans end up losing because they didn't cheat. Well, I mean, what what happens is, is what what happens is, is that you know, out in California where ballot harvesting and stuff is legal, is that two election cycles later, Republicans catch up and fight the way that they fight, and then we start winning again. But then you're like, then then it's like, but 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 there's no election. But is it an election or are we just playing a
0: game? But it's it's not just that; it's that you don't have the media on your side to control and manipulate narratives. Although I think
1: or or schooling or entertainment. Or yeah, any, no cultural, any other institutions. cultural institutions. That's another
0: thing. Uh, one of the quotes I heard is that Republicans care about winning elections, and Democrats care about winning control of cultural institutions, because yeah. politics is downstream from culture.
1: Well, that's that's the truth. That's the truth, and that and that's why I part of the reason why I, I do what I do, writing fiction and, and stuff like that. I mean, like, it is because the conservatives I
0: wanna, are really bad at it.
1: They, well, yeah, I, I, your I,
0: stuff's I, probably good though.
1: Well, I, I am a, I feel like I am an anomaly when it comes to mainstream conservatism. Like I, I'm, you know, I play music. I play the guitar, but in high school, I play guitar and bass and, uh, I like music. Like I can appreciate art. Like there's a creative side to, to me that I think a lot of conservatives don't have. And I think, you know, you know, Democrats are very good at making emotionally resonant political arguments, right? Yeah. You know, Martin Luther King was an, an amazing cultural icon. I have a, a dream speech inspired 500,000 people to show up on the Washington Mall without emails or cell phones. Right. But I have a dream was not I have a 10 point plan. This is like i I'm yeah. stealing a little bit from Simon Sinek here. But my point is, is that I feel like Republicans need to get better at making emotionally compelling arguments and not trotting out a 10 point plan. Yep. And so the Democrats end up with people
0: who win power by promising, you know, whispering sweet nothings into the ears of their constituents. Like That's why there's a tendency. It's why the Democrats are the party of continually moving further and further left. Andrew Yang tweeted something to the effect that he's literally offering people money to vote for him. Something like that. The UBI plan.
1: If you vote for me, you get money. Universal basic. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's failed everywhere, it's been tried. Um, I, I like Andrew Yang.
0: Um, I was a bigger fan earlier on. I, I think he's really gone way to establishment in, in recently,
1: but, uh, he, he, er, early on, he lost me when that dude spray paint is, uh, sprayed whipped cream in his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like it was just oh, a little right, weird. It's right. it was just yeah. a little weird. I'm like, you know, I, I you thought, it, look, I, I can appreciate, <laughs> see, that's an emotional argument. I can, I can appreciate, <laughs> no, I can appreciate nonconformist politicians, people who mark mar- I love that. In fact, you know, I, uh, but that was that was a little He's much trying too hard. You know, you know about uh, too hard. Yeah, yeah Do you know about the moral
0: foundations, Jonathan Haidt's research? Mm-mm. Conservatives, there's uh, – initially they said there were five moral foundations. Now they say there's six. Um, basically, liberals operate on only two, care and fairness. And so I think – let me see if I can get up off the top of my head. There's care, fairness, purity, authority. What am I missing? Oh, I don't remember. Purity. There's liberty, and I there's failed. one more. Let me look, you want to look at my real quick? Google it I'm missing list. one. So conservatives have, a, uh, a to varying degrees, equal balance of all of the moral foundations. So, uh, you know, um, let's see, authority, for instance. It's very obvious, like trusting and respecting the, the authority to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. And there's also liberty, though. So that balances out authority like your right and your freedom. But when it comes to making an argument to convince a, a traditional liberal, it's just care and fairness. That's why they go after these people are Nazis. That's why they say they're racists, because they're targeting... It's not fair. They don't care. In reality, the Democrats don't either. They've just found the weakness of certain people that they can use to exploit. (laughs) I I only have the five. I have care, fairness, or care slash harm. Uh, I have fairness slash cheating, loyalty slash betrayal, authority and subversion, and then sanctity and degradation yeah and then liberty was what they added yeah okay yeah so so libertarians operate this is really funny libertarians have one moral foundation liberty no joke <laughs> yeah. that's why they 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 i think that's why they added it because they were like when we're doing the test like we don't care about any of that just let me be free <sighs> and just just yeah. do whatever you want to like very strange degrees but like uh, uh sanctity is is one so this is like respecting the family and uh you know things like innocence and, and protecting borders, kids maybe uh That's probably loyalty, but it's probably a combination. Yeah. And the left, it's just care and fairness. Careness. Yeah. So it's like you go to them and say, these poor children, these poor children, and they'll be like, I'll vote for you. Uh They don't care about what the argument is. They don't care about what the result is. Literally, just don't be mean. But then the weird thing about it is it's really easy to rile up many of these traditional liberals to be mean and unfair and and uncaring.
1: It's interesting. If you think about this, the, the attack on me in my lawsuit to try to protect all of Pennsylvania voters from not being disenfranchised with the way that they try to paint me is, is emotional a f- fairness, right? Yeah. Like you want to disqualify 2.5. It's wait. It's like, that's not true. In fact, well, I, that's, that's projecting. They
0: changed the rules, both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, that's true. Changed the rules and p- played fast and loose with the will of the people. And now that's the best thing they can do. It's why they say, it, this, this is what I love. Trump's the fascist. The fascists who signing peace agreements, withdrawing our troops from the Middle East, and who did not invoke the Insurrection Act to go crush protesting and rioting.
1: You're exactly right. If you told me, after having spent enough time in Afghanistan to legally vote in that country, I swear, you know, yeah. If you told me that President Trump was going to sign Middle East peace deals and come closer to Middle East peace than any other president in my lifetime, I mean, I think. I yeah. I wouldn't have believed you. What, what I know. This I mean, either. Energy independence. I would have never believed our country would have been energy independence. I always thought we are going to be beholden and to no. countries that hated us. We're energy independent. We've got Middle East peace deals. The president has weakened our enemies like China and Russia. uh His foreign policy has been remarkably successful. His domestic policy, almost every demographic has lived a better life under this president. Again, he performed better with Latinos and African Americans. The president, as part of his agenda, has been lifting up the African American community with opportunity zones and funding historically black colleges. The, this guy has done more uh for for this country and gets absolutely no credit. And this is, this is the thing that kills me. You think he needs this? You know what? You know what I mean? How- the guy, the guy, the guy's a billion. Think about this, Tim, the guy's a billionaire, right? In 2016, he defeated a Clinton in a Bush, right? <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, people were like, Donald Trump's a buffoon. He's not smart. It, it, the guy created an empire, yep. defeated a Clinton so and a Bush, right. and in four years did things for this country that I never thought possible. you still hear people in the media say he's a fascist and he's dumb. Well, so, I, that's, so. that's that's a, that's the
0: craziest thing I've ever heard. The first thing is they're like Trump's the fascist. Now that we've defeated him, bring on the forced mandatory lockdowns. Yeah. In in Newark, New Jersey, the, the mayor was saying they didn't want, did no, you, see, you did, couldn't leave your home. Did
1: you see the police, you know, who I love and I'm a big supporter of, but did you see the police, like, arresting that guy who violated curfew? Mm-hmm. The I guy, think, they're like, get, put, get your hands in the cuffs. And he's like, there's like 20 of you on me. I, c- I can't even move. And he's like, why are you tackling me? He's like, you violated curfew. It's like which, I'm not, I didn't see that one. It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Wow. And, and, and why, 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 why are we locking down again? I don't know. It's against science. Well, there's no they scientific, there's scientifically dubious. In the mask study that came out, 6,000 participants, 3,000 3, Den- people. Yeah, they the, one from Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. 3,000 no masks, 3,000 with masks, and the people that wore masks changed out their masks every single day and you know what the media says in this country about the study who determines the, the that their masks don't really help in fact they can put you at more of a risk the media in this country is like well you know the, what the study actually means is that we need to wear more masks yeah. and wear them more I'm like how can you possibly come <laughs> yeah. to that conclusion that's not what the study says you're not allowed to talk about it they had great you're not allowed to talk about any of this stuff
0: yeah. you're not so, you're not so this but this is it's very obviously what they do I think you know look Democrats have one very simple and easy path to victory. Low information voters. It's why they target the youth vote. So look, you know, you don't, I, I can be more disrespectful towards the, the Democratic politicians. You know, you're, you're trying to be probably for the people, all the people, well, regardless. Well,
1: I think we're, I think we're, I think in our campaign, we're breaking, but we had a ton of youth support. We had, but there are smart young people, but
0: m- like most young people lack the experience to understand why we, you know I hear these it's it's really funny when you when you see all these young people who are for socialist policies and I mean literal socialist policies not social democratic or like uh, 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 I'm I'm talking about these social uh, democratic socialists who want to give the means of production to the working class when these people are not the working class that's 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 the funniest thing you look at these DSA meetings the Democratic Socialists of America and you see a bunch of like 20 20 somethings who don't actually do the hard labor jobs they're like the managerial elites they're the you know upper middle class suburbanites claiming that they should give the control of you know uh the means of production to the people that's insane but then you see when they actually do say stuff like healthcare is a human right like how how is it possible that someone else's labor is your right someone has to do that work now i certainly think we can do our best to make sure that we grant healthcare to more people because i'm actually a fan of uh like base level universal healthcare, which would be if you break your arm, if you get the flu or something, you can go in and you don't got to worry about it. So that way we make sure that people aren't dying in the streets or so that people aren't getting serious deformity, you know, serious, like, you know, long term permanent damage.
1: I totally agree. There needs to be a safety net for everybody.
0: But but the issue is when it comes to rare and exotic diseases or genetic elements that are hard to cure, we can't guarantee it as a right. But here's what the Democrats do. they They use these things that just it's it's a, a, chi- a child's solution to a grand a grand problem the, the the easiest way to explain it is when you see these people say we have more empty homes than we have homeless people problem solved it's like you can't just put a homeless person in a random house the house has to be maintained like otherwise it falls apart you can get hurt there's the building codes have to be upheld you can't just take a mentally ill person not all homeless people but some and this is what they don't understand because a lot of young people, Don't have the experience or the understanding. And I mean it with no disrespect. They just they have like, you know, I spent my early 20s working at homeless shelters. And then I actually learned, wow, homelessness has nothing to do with laziness or for the most part, unemployment. Typically, it's an issue of mental health. And it's really hard to solve that problem. I learned that. Then you hear these people say, just put them in a house. I'm like, I've worked with these people, man. We need to be there for them. You can't just ignore this. The Democrats propose these kinds of policies that regular people don't understand why it doesn't make sense. Well,
1: and I think what you're speaking to is something you know' talking about at cultural institutions i I don't I, I think by and large, many schools are failing our our young people. Oh yeah, you know we we don't teach civics anymore. We don't teach real social studies anymore. Finance. We don't teach finance yeah. or real economics. We we don't capitalism in this day and age is almost a dirty word. Seriously. Um, you know, schools it,
0: should be like, okay, for today's class, how to form, how to file for an S corp, the difference between a C corp and S corp, an LLC, a five hundred one c three, a five hundred one c four. Here's how you start your own business. Yeah. We don't do any of that.
1: Well, and you talked about healthcare. I mean, I, you talked about having a base level of care for everybody, which I think is important, but I would like to see, you know, we do association healthcare plans for businesses to allow small businesses to band together to have the same purchasing power as large corporations. I think that's a good thing. But if it's me, like, let's take it a step further, right? And let's say, let's let individuals band together of a certain age, oh, yeah. maybe with certain healthcare needs, have it all be app based technology. And so, Individuals band together for certain plans. Take it a step further. and That way, healthcare becomes affordable for for everybody, and people can have you know there's more competition, there's more flexibility.
0: This is, this is the interesting thing about healthcare too. Is uh, uh you know I think Trump, it, it, Trump did this right where
1: they have to show the prices for yeah, which take that'll take place January something twenty twenty one. But yes, it, he I signed think that's it. that's huge. That's it's huge. a big deal. It's yeah. a it's a big deal. And there's also I think basically like you're getting your your cost so you know. I should go here. It's cheaper. There's a bill on the House floor. I think it's H.R. 19, but it's uh, right now like prescription drug prices in this country. I don't know how we got in this topic, but they're, they're way too high. Just talking
0: I mean, about the left offering up simple solutions. To well, So problems. with
1: the left, I mean, one, one of the things that the left did was sign a, a prescription drugs government price control bill. Basically, it basically said mandated pricing. Right. Right. Yeah. Like we know that that doesn't work but there's a bill in the house uh right now HR19 that would that would lower the cost of prescription drugs in in a really pragmatic way. Now how do we do that? Well, right now did you know that big pharma companies pay small co- pharma companies to not produce produce generic drugs? Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. so what HR19 which is got a lot of bipartisan support would eliminate that, would make that illegal. They're thereby flooding the market. Uh, with generic drugs and driving the oh, cost wow. of, of generic drugs down. I and mean, the generics are cheap. That's, that, but that's,
0: that's the thing too. I think, you know, uh, with Trump, what's really interesting, a lot of the things we started seeing implemented by businesses, such as a four day work week, two week vacation, increased wages, those happened naturally due to a great economy. Free market. Yeah. And, and quite literally, Trump deregulating and. Exactly. Bo- boosting the economy in, in a variety of ways. Uh, I think one of the big issues, um, Trump's position on immigration resulted in, in uh not to get too in, into too complicated uh, situations but when we saw for instance in these different chicken processing plants illegal workers being you know deported or whatever then Americans stepped up and said now I finally can get a job. And so there were things like that that was that very directly tied into you know things Trump was pushing tariffs for instance opposing these free trade agreements which brought a lot of manufacturing back to the, to the United States. And for a variety of reasons, the economy started doing really, really well. The left wanted, wanted these things, like a four day work week, like vacation through mandate by the government just decreeing it. So we're going to pass a law. You have to do it, but it doesn't work that way. It it's, doesn't. it's a, it's, it's just like giving someone, uh, it, it's, it's almost like. You look, maybe some of these politicians just genu- genuinely don't know how any of this stuff works yeah. and thinks they they can
1: just rubber stamp a, everybody it's a house, we're done. Well, that doesn't, that, that does not surprise me because many of these politicians have never done anything else but hold political office. Right. Right. Yeah. Bernie you know. Sanders. Yeah. I That's mean, his thing. And Joe Biden been in, been in politics for 47 years, has been on the wrong side of Literally every major decision that he's ever had to make. I mean, he literally op- opposed the Obama, uh, so, uh, someone, the the Osama bin Laden raid.
0: Someone said he lost to Dukakis in eighty seven. Is that I, true? I don't know. That's funny.
1: I, I I don't know, but did he? He did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> people were like over there nodding. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah. I mean, even Robert Gates, who's uh, Barack Obama's Secretary of Defense, said that he was on the he's been on the wrong side of every major foreign policy decision for his whole career. Now yep. what? Where is the where's the media on this? You know, you know what I was thinking. I don't think I
0: think very few people actually voted for Joe Biden, and this is one of the scariest ideas that people voted to basically have no president. That is that is one of the scariest things, in my well, opinion.
1: I, I think I, I think a pre, I think if president could have a pretty strong platform if if he said, you know what, I'm I'm going to stay out of your life. I'm going to do everything I can for the for for the next eight years. To be to 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 limit the size and scope of the government and do everything I can to keep government out of your life, because you know personally, I believe that there's a direct correlation between a small federal government and more freedom in our lives. So I do have a libertarian streak in me in that regard where, you know, I, the more freedom we have in our day to day lives to pursue life, liberty, and pursuit, of happiness and whatever that means for for each individual is going to be different. But I think it's part of our job as, as leaders to give people the ability uh, uh, to do that. Right. And uh, well, so you,
0: you've you got you've got a lot of basically all these Democrats, Joe Biden included, using the Green New Deal as a framework. They genuinely believe two important things. The first is that humans can't be trusted to be free. They, they, they view what's happening in the world with consumerism and global warming as evidence that a human making free choice makes a bad choice. We saw with Michael Bloomberg. When he said we're going to put a ban on you know large sodas, you know you know Bloomberg actually said tax the poor. No, I'm not even exaggerating. He and and he's open about. It. Of course, he said poor people make stupid decisions. Take their money away, and then we make the choice for them. The problem is, this is this, so they believe this. Then from that they believe you know the world is in 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 peril because of it, global warming, etc. But what they don't understand is that this this is what most dictators think. I'm the smart one. Only I can fix everything. But what makes you think you as an individual are smarter than the decentralized network of human intelligence? You are not. This, is, this Decentralization and networks, we know how it works. Uh, you know, you can, you can have 10,000 computers be as powerful as one supercomputer. So when you have capitalism, which is individuals choosing what they need at the micro level, you get a fast developing, growing and advancing society. But these people believe the world is in dire straits and in peril and on the verge of collapse due to overpopulation and global warming. So that combined, you know, leads them to the idea that only they can intervene to stop the silly, dumb people. And that's what you get. You get uh, uh, lockdowns. You get things like the World Economic Forums. Uh, uh, you know, they announced the Great Reset. You know, resetting global yeah. capitalism Now's our well, chance. Well, I mean,
1: it, you, you know – when the World Health Organization has come out against lockdowns, that may you know, I mean, trust, do you trust the World Health Organization? No, we're, I don't.
0: We're, but... we're supposed to on YouTube only go by what they tell us. I know, and I know. they put out a statement warning against lockdowns, saying it needs to be only a last that's resort.
1: What I, that's what I'm saying. But you yep. know, here you you have governors, you know, in, in the state of Pennsylvania is a perfect example. Saying, you know, Governor Wolf saying, "I'm go- I'm going to ban alcohol sales the <laughs> night uh, the night before Thanksgiving." What? Wait, wait, Listen. so so wait. So, you know what? That that, that literally does nothing. <laughs> that, that, that just means that people are going to buy their alcohol or go what to the bars early. the day earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yep, get your booze a you day like, early. Yeah. And, 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 like, he put out guidelines. People put out guidelines, like, uh, how to how to celebrate the holidays safely. Yeah, no loud music. Yes, no, no loud music. No loud music. No singing. No, and no <laughs> and, shouting, and yeah. limit the, alcoholic beverage. The, I'm like, the, oh the no gosh. loud music How is this... How, None of this is—they're just making. I I think they're just doing it to make. It's the stodgy parents
0: from Footloose. It really is. Yeah, you're gonna get sick. No loud music. What does that? What does music have to do with getting sick? your darn video games. And and
1: here's the thing. Like I, I take the, the, I take COVID nineteen very seriously. I'm, I'm all about having a surgical pandemic response, directing resources where they need to go, like maybe not mandating that nursing homes take COVID positive patients. That would be a like Yeah. I mean, yep. and Tom Wolf. Right. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Jeez. our secretary of health, hit, 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 uh, uh, her mother was, was in a nursing home. She saw this coming and she took her own mother out of the nursing home before. Wow. And so like yet, yet these are the people that are in charge of us. I mean, that that sounds intentional. They oh, it knew abs- they were going to. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. We, we saw the devastating effect I mean, I that COVID 19 had in nursing
0: homes who, in Seattle. Whose, poli- whose policy was it to put sick people in these nursing homes in in Pennsylvania? Tom Wolf. Yeah. So Tom Wolf knowingly
1: killed. And same thing with Andrew Cuomo. I yeah, don't Andrew, know. That I, I
0: called Andrew Cuomo a murderer I, I, earlier.
1: Yeah. Well, that, I don't I got no look, problem saying it. You, yeah,
0: that's my opinion, not yours.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing I, I don't know. I, I think that as a leader, I'd like to give people grace because you do the best you can in the moment. I, I've had a lot of leadership decisions in combat that I'd like to have back. People, men that I, that I had that were wounded that, that were wounded because I sent them to a certain spot. So I try to give people grace on that. It's leadership is an imperfect art. I like to believe that everybody does the, do, that we, that we do the best we can. But the point is now, you know, we know a lot more about this virus than we did in January right? There are, there are therapeutics, Regeneron, right? And there are two vaccines on the horizon. Three? Three vaccines. Yeah, so three. so why? why? Many of these small businesses, they can't afford another lockdown. Many of these small businesses invested thousands well, of dollars in, into safety mechanisms that, they, that they've, like for outdoor is, dining, for example,
0: that now it's shut down. So, so listen, When here's the way I see it. And again, my opinion, not yours. When you have a group of people telling us that we're 10 years out from global catastrophe due to climate change.
1: And it always gets shorter too, right? Well, it's like every 10 years I say it's 10 it years. It changes, yeah. yeah.
0: When you have these people who are telling us the world is ending, doing these conferences saying saying it's going to end, propping up individuals screaming the end is near and things like that. And then COVID happens and they say you're allowed to riot, not explicitly, but yeah, they were re- the DAs were Well, releasing-
1: well, well tr- you know, like pre- pre- Trump supporters weren't allowed to to actually do any protests. Well, Trump supporters don't riot. Right, right. But you weren't allowed to do any protests, but Antifa, you were fine. We we had Antifa rioting,
0: destroying for over 100 days. And the district attorneys in various places would keep releasing them. Why? Well, it it helped destroy the economy. It helped drive out customers and small business and tourism, which which there was very little of in the first place. So basically, you get the COVID lockdown. And what, what it does is, it strips ownership and wealth away from the working class and sends it directly to Amazon, to Walmart, to Target, to major multinational corporations. Well,
1: well uh, Jeff Bezos net worth increased by billions Skyrocket. of dollars during the pandemic. Because
0: when all the stores are locked down, you got one place to go. You want to order stuff on Amazon, I guess, or, you know, Netflix went up. So all of these massive companies started taking when, when you when you own your small business, they shut you down by force. And then your, your savings dwindle and eventually you can't pay. You lose your ownership of everything. And then you're buying from big box stores. If that didn't finish you off because there were still many stores that may, uh, stayed open because they had savings or they had hard goods that didn't expire, weren't perishable, then the riots showed up and across the country smashed the windows and stole everything. There's a video out of, I think it was Seattle or no, no it was Port, yeah, maybe, maybe it was, it was Seattle or Portland where some Antifa guys smashed their way into a toy store and stole vintage collectibles with a lot of money, making sure that hard goods that actually gain value with age, those are gone too. So everything it seems that they've been pushing through is just a, is just destroying the economy. And then you look at New York where they're shutting down schools. The CDC said not to do that.
1: They said not to do it, but this, the, the government is doing it anyway.
0: You know why? Because when the kids can't go to school, parents can't go to work.
1: That's exact, That's exactly right.
0: They are destroying the economy. And it is wealthy. Look, the Democratic Party is the party of the wealthy managerial elites. In 2016, Vox.com, a progressive outlet, said the Democrats have become the preferred party of the wealthy. That switch happened. Joe Biden received way more donors from wealthy zip codes and from big the, finance firms I and said bankers. This in my
1: convention speech, that the Democratic Party is the party of tech companies, you know, CEOs, uh, hedge fund managers. They are not the party of the American working class anymore. No. And and, and and this is what's funny. Like when you see, like, we're a part of the resistance, resist. I'm like, you literally control the education system in this country, the entertainment system in this country, right? Like you've got you've the got house. every cultural institution that yeah. there is. You've got the media on your side. You're like a part of the empire. You're not like a part of the rebellion. What are you rebellion? You what are you rebelling against?
0: You know my favorite thing about Bernie is? There's two things about Bernie that I love. Uh, you, first, it's all these people who are like, Tim claims to like Bernie. You know, Clearly, they don't watch my show because I've been ragging on the guy for years. I did like him a long time ago. He used to say, the millionaires and the billionaires in this country. And then you know what happened? He stopped saying millionaires. You know why? Because he's one. Because he became a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. Right, so, so this was actually a journalist track that said right around the time Bernie Sanders became a millionaire, he stopped saying the millionaires and started only saying the billionaires. Uh-huh. Here's the best thing. Joe Biden was the candidate of Wall Street, of these big financial firms. How is it that Bernie Sanders got on board with, to be fair, you know, Donald Trump is literally a billionaire, so he can criticize Donald Trump because he's literally a billionaire that I get. But he didn't become a billionaire in government.
1: That's right. That's the thing that that's the thing that Joe Biden became a
0: millionaire. His family, extremely wealthy millionaires. He's working class Joe, right? Huh. From Scranton? Huh? Yes. How did his brother come to become so wealthy? How did his son come to become so wealthy? It's, it's, it's called, Bi- it's called Biden Inc. And Politico Magazine put this story out saying that conveniently, the Biden family fortunes have tracked perfectly alongside Joe Biden's career. That's crazy. Like his brother got a contract building homes in Iraq right around the time that Joe Biden was appointed to over, uh, oh, 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 uh, to to, uh, man- manage the U.S. operations in Iraq. So there it is. It's all about him getting rich. And so here's what I say. If I had to make a choice just based off of that limited information, I'll choose the guy who was rich and lost money being president over the guy who was working class and became a millionaire and
1: enriched his and his, whose family became wealthy through him being in government. Exactly. Well, I totally agree with you. And, and that's what – it just circles back to what I was saying. Like – President Trump is doing you think he you think he needs this. I mean, the guy who lives a life like he's he's Bruce Wayne he has, or golden something like. yeah, he has golden toilet. Is that toilet. true? I'm I'm he's sure got a golden it toilet. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all. He has a dream life. But he's he's in this because I think he believes in the greatness of America. And yep. well, I think these other I think the Democrats don't. And I think it's not just the
0: Democrats. I think what happened was we had rhinos and dinos. OK, so the, the political establishment before Trump. Was they they were on board? It was the the, the uniparty, the one party pretending to be two. They kept doing the same things. When issue, whenever it's issues of war come up, guess what? Republicans and Democrats are high fiving each other. Yep. Donald Trump says I want to withdraw troops from Afghanistan, and Republicans and Democrats alike said no. Well, and to what him. bothers
1: me, having fought there, is is you know, hasty, oh his uh, critics critics of Trump say his, his hasty withdrawal from from Afghanistan uh, will will throw the area into the, the region into instability or something like something like that. And I'm like, hasty withdrawal. Yeah, like, 20 I'm, years like <laughs> I, all of my adult life we've been there. Yeah. You know, like what? Like half of my life the only thing that I've known as a profession really is is war. You know, outside of my, my post military life, like I feel like I made a pretty good life for myself in the private sector, but all my adult life we've been at war. And we're talking about a hasty withdrawal from Afghanistan. Yep, half Just of my life. Just the excuse to stay in,
0: and 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 look, I think there's probably confidential reasons that you know the American people probably won't know, but I think there's got to be justification of what what why they want to do it. But anyway, here, here's here's what I think is going on. When Trump got elected, he wasn't supposed to. You know, he 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 was like a bull charging through the doors of the cathedral, and the Repub- the Never Trumpers. These are people who are consultants and strategists who weren't tied to a position. Ran straight to the Democratic Party. The Lincoln Project. Here they were saying, we're, we're conservatives, but now we're going to support all the Democrats. Why? Because they're the establishment. They like the war. They like the machine. They've disdain for the American people. And Trump pushed them out. You then get a bunch of the Republicans that are in office today. Many retired. Many just dipped out and were like, I'm out. I'm not doing this. And then you get many other Republicans who just pretend to like Trump because they know if they don't, they won't get reelected. So I think Trump is not. I don't consider him to be a real. I don't consider him to be a Republican. I don't mean that in a dis- disrespectful way. No, no, I
1: way. don't. I agree. I and that's agree. why the
0: Trump supporters use a lion instead of you know what, what is what is Republicans the elephant? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They well, don't... well, it's true. I mean, the, 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 this president. I mean, you wouldn't have believed this rally that the president had. I saw those photos. I man. was in Butler with him. I mean, the guy, the guy had fifty seven thousand people in Butler. How did how did how did how did Biden win Pennsylvania
0: with? Everything he said about banning fracking, that makes no sense to me. I I was like, if, if there's one state that's going to go Trump.
1: It doesn't make sense to me either. You're <laughs> gonna
0: you're gonna vote for the guy who quite literally said on the debate stage, "Yes, I will. I will put and an end to fossil fuel." People
1: wonder why uh, Americans, uh, especially Republicans are suspicious of this election is because joe biden didn't campaign <laughs> he, was, he didn't he was, knock he was doors him. and
0: journalists were calling him out exactly they he were did like nothing they were like joe biden called a lid he's like he's shut down no press events for a week what's he, going on I mean, that's why people are
1: suspicious i i i think there is i mean how uh, he didn't i mean people leave the uh, basement joe There's a kernel of truth. Like, it's the truth. He didn't do anything. You got it. Listen, listen. And Kamala Harris, she didn't either. She didn't even get get one delegate. Tulsi Gabbard got more than she did. She didn't campaign either. So it's not my point is, it's not like she was out there beating feet for him. She wasn't out there on the trail. They didn't do anything. There is the argument that
0: people were voting against Trump. And, and And I respect that. However, you have to convince me that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama without campaigning. Let me say it one more time. Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama without, without
1: campaigning. campaigning. Exactly. That is insane. Joe, uh, and Barack Obama on the campaign trail was a force to be reckoned with. His grassroots organizing is, is really... Use of the internet? And in what the Republican Party built our grassroots operation around. We, we looked at what Barack Obama did and we tried, to, we tried to build a grassroots organization and structure in that image. Yeah. He oh. was very, very popular. And with yep. and for good reason, he was great on the campaign trail. And you, to, to your point, Joe Biden got what 10, 10 million more votes than than Barack Obama. I mean, ten. Pre, uh, it's President,
0: it's like eleven. Yeah.
1: Well, President Trump got more votes than Barack Obama at the height of his popularity, and I, and I can yeah. I can believe that because because President Trump was out there campaign. Mean, he's out there, you know. Is he a polarizing figure? Yes, but that's precisely why he was so popular as well, because he was not an establishment guy. I don't I don't know though. You know, to be honest,
0: most of the people I know, uh and I come from Chicago, everybody's a Democrat, and most people I know are either like they flipped. They and, and so I know some people who are hardcore for Biden and they're like total social justice activists, really into intersectionality and critical race theory stuff, but they're and these are people, I'm talking about the people I've known my whole life. There's way more people who are Democrats who flipped for Donald Trump. I've met way more, I know way more people from Occupy Wall Street who flipped and voted for Trump because if you go back 10 years and look at the things that were going on and the complaints people had, it was the establishment, the the, the big big bank bailouts, the the you know, um, the free trade agreements. We had the battle in Seattle, which was way before, it was in like 1999, I think this massive protest against the World Trade Organization. Donald Trump said just like bernie the tpp has got to go but all of a sudden these 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 progressives and these leftists just decided that those the tpp was a good thing that ending the war like i tell you the craziest one of the craziest moments of the past four years was when i was talking to a friend of mine from chicago lifelong democrat and i said would you vote for a candidate that would increase the amount of war we have in the middle east and she said well of course not i said would you vote for a guy who right now has signed peace agreements and is, has has uh, ordered the withdrawal from the Middle East? Well, absolutely. And I said, that's Donald Trump. And then five, she, goes, she goes silent for five minutes, comes back and says, you know, I just read this really interesting article. And I've been thinking, like, maybe we do need a presence over there. And I was like, are you kidding? Lifelong liberal. The war is bad. And then she sent me a link to an article from like an old Bush era neocon. And I'm just like, wow,
1: well, I'm- the desperate attempt to hate Trump uh-huh. that much. I am still trying to wrap my head around your friends who are big into critical race theory, but are also big Joe Biden fans. <laughs> Joe Biden it makes no sense. Literally eulogized a member of the KKK. He was and, and, well, it,
0: well. Hold on. The,
1: the I love this. There was a fact check. I know. I know. I know. Was he uh, Robert Byrne was not a cycle. He a, wasn't a grand, a grand dragon. Wizard. He wasn't a grand wizard. And then if you do like read into the fact, well, he was a psychopath. Psycho. They, they, they say like, like, they what? say this.
0: They say this, this is what they do. Did Joe Biden eulogize a grand dragon of the KKK? Verdict: false. Then you go to the bottom and says, while it is true that Bird was a was a member of the KKK, he was not a grand
1: dragon. He was an exalted psychopath. So, exactly. <laughs> Sounds like they were playing D anD D or something. I mean, Joe Joe Biden is, you know, uh, he was responsible for the crime bill that imprisoned more African American men. Every called <laughs> yeah. him super predators. I mean. But these that's people what, that's, that are like critical race theory junkies think that Joe Biden, Joe Biden is better than Trump. It's mind-blowing he's, he's literally the
0: institutional racism they complain about. He's literally. Exactly. He is, yeah. I, had a, I had a guy ask me recently. He was complaining about uh, the election. He was complaining about Joe Biden. And he goes, can you even name one thing that Joe Biden's done in his 47 years? And I was like, yeah, he got a bunch of black people arrested and put in prison. <laughs> that's, that's and then he true. started laughing. He's like, that's a good point. That's like, He true. didn't do good things, man. Yeah. He was always on the side of what was convenient politically. That's why you, you there's that famous uh, uh the segment where he's talking about, you know, freezing social security. Cuz it was just politically convenient, whatever he could squeeze through. The dude's a career politician. He tried he's plagiarized so much. You know what's really funny? Have you seen the conspiracy theory around Build Back Better? No. So, you're familiar could with
1: he the, plagiarized this too. Well, so, so on. You're familiar <laughs> with the Great Reset? Oh okay. Yes. Yeah. The, the, yes. Yes.
0: So the World Economic Forum has Great Reset. Then we see Boris Johnson and, and several other European politicians have built back better on these walls, uh, you know, at their events. And people are saying it's a conspiracy. Joe Biden is part of this Great Reset. And I said, Joe Biden's got a history of plagiarizing other people. OK, yeah. the simple solution is, huh, yes, per, perhaps the
1: Great Reset. But I kind of like maybe he's just stealing again. You know, I don't think Joe Biden knows. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really think he knows what's going on. Yeah, he's out, and I, I really am not trying to throw political jabs here. Like he just is not Joe Biden of ten years ago who beat Paul Ryan in, in a debate. You know that he's that he's a different guy today than he was back then. So Joe
0: Biden is, uh, you know, I don't. He can't do this job. He definitely can't. And that's what, that's, what, that's why I said it was crazy that people chose no president over over Trump. It, and I'm not I'm not saying you know every everybody because we'll see how things these, these things play out. But there's people who exist who are like I would rather have no president. Or I mean, honestly, no president's probably better than Joe Biden uh, to be fair. How long do you think how long do you think he'll last? Did you see the Onion uh, article? It's no. it said stress of presidency ages Joe Biden ten years, and it was a picture of a rotten corpse. Rotted out corpse, because that's the joke. When you get elected, you start aging because of the stress. And Joe Biden's already struggling. President
1: Trump is the only president who looks younger today than before he went. So into the weird, op- isn't it? Crazy? He, I mean, he
0: the dude needs to get in shape. He needs to, he you know, like he's he's seventy. What seventy four, right? Yeah, and he's spry. He does these five rallies per day. Unbelievable. What is this? He's he's unbelievable. He he is unbelievable. That's weird. That's crazy. That dude's got
1: energy. He, you should see him at the rally. I mean, he's just—he's just—and he's, just, um, and he's, he's saying, a comedian. He he's, is. He's, he's a, a comedian. performer. He's a yep. comedian, and, and people love it. It's
0: funny. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, everyone's laughing and smiling because he is like how we
1: all are. You know, yeah. the, Ameri- the American people. Well done, steak and ketchup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, the American people. Authenticity is the coin, coin of the realm in politics today. Yep. And and whether you agreed with the things that president trump said or not and i certainly didn't agree with all of his tweets i mean sometimes i'm like come on yeah but it doesn't matter you know what he's to put it lightly well (laughs) the dude
0: needed to he still needs to learn when to you know simmer things down because he he he, he accidentally tweeted he won because of a rigged election and they're like you admitted it and he was like i can see nothing and they deleted the tweet yeah it's wow. funny though. I don't care. You
1: know the thing. The thing is, is that President Trump and and you know people criticized him after his first debate. You would be like that too, if every single day the media attacked every member of your family relentlessly for no reason. Every Hollywood celebrity attacks President Trump. But every one of those Hollywood celebrities were lining up around the block to, to go to his parties before he ran for president. And the yep. moment he has an R after his name, oh, he's racist. He's a fascist. The, but listen, give me give me a break. Give me a break. It, it's it, plastic it, people in Hollywood, man. They're, well, they're the least authentic
0: people on the planet. They're like and I mean that some of them literally made of plastic. I mean, go to the doctor and get plastic I, put in their body. I
1: know. But the, the point is, like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. Love President Trump before he ran as a no, Republican.
0: No, no. They loved Trump. They hated President Trump.
1: Well, that's right. It's so dumb. I, I, I just
0: it's, it's it's you know, and that's why I say low information voters. Because if you were someone who paid attention to, to Trump's history, you knew when he was running, the things they were accusing him of made no sense. You were like, "What? The dude's got a
1: war. Doesn't he has like a civil rights award? Like he got? And he's like, yeah. So um, I, look, what I was saying is that yeah, of course he comes out in his first debate a little defensive. Yeah. Because every, do you see how the press treats him in the press briefings? It's it's horrifying how the press treats uh, Kaylee McInerney, how the press treats President Trump. It's it's wrong. It's disrespectful. It's I've never seen anything like it. And then you see, then you see how they treat Joe Biden. It's like Joe, what uh, uh, Joe? uh, What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? uh No, no. And then there's another one. Is like, well, Joe Biden has dogs on his socks. This is great. I'm just
0: like. There was literally what? a press event where they were doing things like this. Um, vi- 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 uh, Vice President Biden, you gave us a tremendous and brilliant plan talking about yeah. how you plan to tackle COVID. Um, and I have to say, after reading through it, I-, I was just very impressed by how smart you were. Uh, can you comment? And they sit down yeah. and he goes, uh, yes, we're working very hard. Thank you. It's yeah, like they were like, standing
1: up and giving the answers and praising him. It's just like Obama. There was, what's, act- What? what's your, do you, what's your favorite? Breed of dogs, Joe. It's like those are the kinds of questions that he gets, and yeah. it's like that's what we talked a little bit earlier in the show about Trump's. This, que- this is a bizarre time where you see the media and how they treat President Trump, oh yeah, and you see them how they treat you know Vice President Biden. Trump's Trump's it's it's disgusting. Trump's the questions disgusting.
0: from the press were literally like, uh, "Mr. President, when did you stop beating your wife?" Yeah, like, and and I know that's like the joke of a loaded question, but they literally were asking him things like. You know, when did you finally decide that white supremacy was bad? Oh, I mean like, things Chris, like that. Chris Wallace, <laughs>
1: Chris, Chris Wallace. is like, sir. While w- you reject uh, white supremacy, and I'm like watching the debate, thinking, my God, President Trump has rejected white supremacy like 57 times in yeah. four years. <laughs> in fact, in fact, Chris Wallace asked him the exact same question in yeah, 2016. I'm like, bro. Like these, th- I have to wonder if uh, like uh, there's like, while you reject white supremacy it's like oh again what, what the hell kind of question is that maybe
0: we're trapped in a simulation these people are just robots or something yes because chris wallace literally asked him the, the same, same question i love that clip that was on twitter it was like 2016 2020 what and trump trump said this like he, in 2016 he was like absolutely i disavow why would you ask him again I, I, did you
1: change your mind trump do you like white supremacy now it, it just not, not the poor the poor guy like you know i no, i'm sorry no one deserves to be treated like that you go up against the machine man the machine you know fights back so these these
0: the you know look when I look at what's going on around the world and I'm like wow Trump really was not supposed to win you know making making America's economy way better and everything I kind of wonder if what's really happening is uh, are you familiar with Thucydides trap no,
1: but you you, are, you guys are real, real smart, man. You know all these theories <laughs> and stuff. I just read
0: all the time. So um, it's an idea that when a rising economic power comes close to the dominant power, a war breaks out. So for several years, there's been fear that war between the US and China would break out. And so now we have, you know, China's been growing rapidly. They get this favored trade status or whatever at the UN and stuff like that. And I'm wondering if they're like, well, better to let China just win and overtake the US than actually get into a war because war is bad.
1: Well well uh, so this reminds me like of the Paris Climate Accords. Oh well China China wants us to rejoin the Paris Climate Accords. I'm like, Well yeah, they don't have to make any changes until twenty thirty. Yeah. Of course they want the US and the Paris Climate Accords where you handicap our economy at the expense of other great nations, other other nations. I mean it's like you know what's you know what's crazy? Have have you looked
0: at what's happening? What Joe you know? Joe Joe Biden's plans one, corporate tax rate around thirty nine percent, right? Increase the minimum wage to fifteen dollars and very likely join the free the current uh, Pacific Free Trade Agreement. So TPP ended but they created something new. You know what that's going you know it's going to happen. You're going to have a company and they're going to be like, "Well, our corporate tax rate just basically went up 10 points. What do we do? I don't know. Oh, we also got to increase all of our wages up to $15. Well, the good news is Joe Biden's for free trade. Eh, great. Put the factory in China. Yeah,
1: we'll ship jobs overseas.
0: Then no corporate tax on that revenue because it goes to our Chinese subsidiary. And then we don't gotta pay fifteen dollars an hour, we can pay twenty five cents and you know no benefits. Uh, it's, it's incentivizing taking all of the jobs and and, and just sending them overseas. I,
1: I've talked to a lot of people uh, in PA seventeen who, you know, own steel manufacturing plants, oil and gas facilities. They called it Obama time, eight years under, under President Obama, where they were just treading water, treading wow. water, treading water. They couldn't really grow, couldn't invest in their company, invest in new equipment, hire new people. Uh, but three years under President Trump, these are companies that have invested now millions of dollars into energy into independence the, and they can't hire people fast enough. Now with, with Joe Biden as, as the president elect uh there are companies you know we did a big rally uh with Don Jr and Ted Nugent in this awesome manufacturing facility in Ambridge and it looks like that facility is going to close wow already because because these these companies see the writing on the wall they hear the things that Joe Biden Joe Biden is saying they know that he's going to do exactly what we just said he's going to ship jobs overseas again yep that's and, what he
0: did before and it's what they're going to do again
1: and and it's unfortunate it's it's unfortunate
0: that that and then what happens is you get these, there, there are a lot of progressives that were like, we have to vote for Joe Biden because Trump's a fascist or whatever. And then now that Joe Biden is doing things that are destroying the economy and taking away a lot of these benefits for the working class they wanted, they're like, mandate it. And then it will just, they'll just accelerate the, 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 uh, the you know, the, the entropy, I suppose, the collapse, the it's, breakdown. It's,
1: it's unfortunate because I think the media, uh, they, you know, the, the watchdogs of the Republic, right? Uh, they failed here. Most of well, most, they've been most they've been, been the media. taken most over a long
0: time ago, and yeah. they're
1: they're not just propagandists
0: for the Democratic Party.
1: They, I mean, they're they, they they yeah. I mean, they they're an arm of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party coordinates with them. Yep. And you know, and I and, say and I say most, purposefully I mean, buried the Hunter Biden story. Yeah, we're right, and there are, there are lots of great people that work in the media. I'm not trying to like you know paint them all with the same brush, so to speak, but the media really failed failed here. Yeah. And and I think that that Joe Biden, really, I think he's going to hurt this country. And, and I don't even think it's going to be him. It's going to be people behind him. Yep. Well,
0: let's go to Super Chats. Yes. If you super haven't chats. already, smash the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Super and uh, now we're going to take user questions and comments in the Super Chat section. So get your Super Chats in now. De- uh, Dylan Pillar says, Sean, I wish you could be my rep, but I'm stuck with Sherry Bustos. Unfortunately, best of luck closing out your race. Uh, who, Sherry Bustos, where, where, where is she? No idea. Let me see know. if I can Google her real fast. Yeah. Trump it? pardoned corn and Cobb. That's good news, I suppose. Uh, Both of them? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Chrissy uh, says, greetings from Iceland. Love the show. If Trump was the clear winner, do you think Democrats would react in the same
1: way as Trump and vice versa? Uh, the answer to that question is absolutely. And the proof is Hillary Clinton told Joe Biden, yep. do not concede under any circumstances. So it, it, this, is, this is an interesting question. Like, this is the first time we've ever implemented mail-in balloting on a scale in, in, in a nation with over 300 million people, right? And, but, but Al Gore contested an election in Florida. 37 at, days? Until I December. I mean, yeah. he didn't concede until December 12th. So the point is, is that this is, this is a perfectly normal process, and, and we should let the process play out to give people some confidence in the system.
0: Let's see. Uh, John Burt says, "Is he really Superman? Looks like Superman." Oh yeah, he He looks like Dean Kane. Yeah, Dean. Everybody Cain. says oh, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: awesome. And Dean Kane is also one of my very good friends. Super awesome. Really, yeah. really great human being. You could probably convince people you're brothers. Yeah. He, you know what? And I just might do that, Dean. If you're watching, bro, <laughs> bro. Dean's cool, dude. I'll, I'll be, I'll be Superboy. Yeah, Super that's right. <laughs> there you go, Superboy. Super Super Who's Boy? older? Yeah, is he yeah, older yeah. than you? He's older than you, Dean. <laughs> yeah, Dean's a little older than me. Mate, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to dime him out. You know, <laughs> he's he's literally such a great he's a great great human being. He's too. hilarious. Evan Meshenek
0: says, "Was uh, when Sleepy Joe and VP top cop start the great defunding, I <laughs> offer my services as a security for Poolville. Oh, if I don't get reactivated to blow kids up overseas. Oh gosh, jeez.
1: Well, t- Tim Tim has a. Poolville is, is pretty well set up. <laughs> yeah. I mean the you, snipers purchase. You have a snipers purchase and a skate park all in the same place.
0: I just found out the uh
1: I call them I call them
0: deer sniper towers. Deer blinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are. So
1: actually the I, only thing you don't have it, you know, which is what you this is what you need is is like a gun range like a, a rifle range. Like an actual a range, range yeah. So uh I don't think
0: yeah. Uh just legalities. Gotta to, gotta to sort that sort that stuff out. But we do have uh, uh a couple different deer blinds and they're like sniper towers. They're so cool. I mean? So it's like you can clearly see them, but I guess the deer don't know and then you know you I might rifle. just like, I might just move into one of
1: these bedrooms. Yes. Just this this <laughs> place should. is so big that you wouldn't know. We wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even notice. I'd be like, <laughs> did, like did you hear a noise? <laughs> oh. You would have no idea. I'd just yeah, be in there. It's a It'd fortress. You got all this water and stuff down there. I wouldn't even have to leave, you know? I could sure.
0: We're we're almost off the grid completely. We got you are. Uh, so uh but we're trying to get solar. It's just really it's hard to do solar, it is. You need you need like big, flat, open roof space, which is you know. But uh we're getting it sorted and we'll be off the grid. And then uh, you know, then the, let the zombies come, we'll be all right. Jerry Kant says Allegheny resident here for now. An old couple I know told me that when they went to vote. We're told they had already requested mail-in ballots when they did no such thing. I'm sure this is a completely fair election. <laughs>
1: no, th- no. And I'm, I'm, that's a great question. We've heard that from a lot of people, a lot of people. And this is one of the anomalies that we that uh, didn't mention earlier, but that we're certainly investigating is that, you know, people, namely Republicans showing up to vote. Being told that they already voted via absentee and they got were forced, forced to vote provisional, which barely, but then we're told it. that they didn't have to sign. So you know what happens with a provisional? that You don't have to sign thrown away. Yes. Yeah.
0: Wow, man. I don't know. You know, uh, part of me, it's starting to the, the, the will Trump win meter is starting to go up when I see this stuff, because I have to imagine you get enough lawsuits from people claiming their vote was
1: stolen. And it doesn't it doesn't need to be. Look, Tim, you you just said, I mean, like these courts are comprised of human beings like Rudy Giuliani is out there saying, look, I've got sworn affidavits from thousands of people like that. That great American who just asked that question. Yeah. And and the media and and the courts are just ignoring it. They're just ignoring it.
0: Yeah. Carl Flynn says, Sean, Semper Fi from a fellow grunt. (laughs) Our oath is indeed to the Constitution. Keep fighting the good fight. I will Semper Fi. Trent says, I don't have the following, but can't we get a mass exodus from social media censorship and a mass movement to not pay federal taxes? If millions do it, what
1: will they do? Arrest millions, friends, family and neighbors? I don't know about all that. Um, but that could be an interesting strategy for the lockdowns. You know, I've been saying for a long time, like people, well, the, just, the, the, the the people just need to not. Of course, we need to take the virus seriously. Like, th- th- what they're going to do is clip this up later and then use it to attack me. <laughs> right, yes, right. we need to take it seriously, but it, th- these lockdowns aren't based in any science. And the only no, they're not. The only way that they stop happening is non-compliance. You know, yeah, non-compliance. If people just open their business and, and say, just said, "I'm you know, sorry, I'm not doing it." Yeah, you know, we're going to be safe. We're going to follow CDC guidelines, but. You know, I'm not going to let the government. Here's the thing. I'm not going to let the government put me out of business. I'm not going to let family members die alone. I'm not going to let the government bankrupt me. Right. Yeah. Let's see. Rui Key says,
0: Sean, I'm a PA voter in Montgomery County, and I know your district voted for you. We all know. Happy tea day.
1: Well, happy Thanksgiving to you too. And I appreciate that. And look, by the, by the way, whether I have a title in front of my name, congressman or not, I will still, I will always fight for the people. I, I look. You're here. It's the truth. You know, yeah. like you've got this lawsuit now and I'm getting attacked by both sides. But you know what? I, again, my oath yeah, is. Yeah, you got to do what's right. You got to do what's gotta right. got
0: to do what's right. Got to do what's right. Wonder Racing says Sean is an American patriot. Yes. Western PA loves and appreciates him.
1: Thank you. That means a lot. That means a okay, lot. Okay,
0: so someone called you Superman. Now uh KGR says this guy is Mac from It's Always Sunny, LMA.
1: <laughs> I don't see it. Have I you got that it. one before? Yes, I have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like Mac and Dean Kane.
1: Yeah. Mac Kane. Love it.
0: Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. Bill says, Antifa vandalized my personal possessions with red paint, red spray oh. paint at work. In a GM plant with five thousand people, and management and HR did nothing. The corporations are just as evil as Antifa itself. They are working together. Wow.
1: Well, look. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know that I would go. Well, look. We have how many corporations have we seen bend the knee to some of these radical groups on the left? I don't. I'm not going to say that they are. That they are. Coordinating, but when we were walking through uh, Washington, D.C. at the convention, like we either saw stores that, you know, had Antifa type signs or, hey, pro Black Lives Matter. Well, because they're scared of the violence. They're right. But, the it, but at the end of the day, that doesn't, that, that doesn't protect them, you know? And so. Depends on how big the corporation is. Yeah. That's if it. you
0: have like a, a small business and you put up their signs, they'll probably leave you alone. But if you're like Walmart, they don't care.
1: They they're gonna care. come for you anyway yep
0: well, let's see shakai hatsu says if trump was cheated out of the uh, out of re-election and if they get away with it it will be due to the disarrayed chaotic response there oh. should be very few preferably one may uh there, there should be very few preferably one main line of attack that is easy to understand hard to deny, and should naturally prepare the next step rejection rate close to zero puts most corrupt countries to shame All other irregularities culminates in this. What if Trump tweeted almost zero rejection rate instead of fraud, fraud everywhere? Yes. Focus on rejection rate and force an audit. Rejection gate. That's that's absolutely a great point. In the Democratic primary this year, half a million votes rejected. This time around, where where are they at? Next Next to none. Next to none. and,
1: And I will also tell you. The day after Election Day, when all those mail-in votes were were, were counted, right, Allegheny County stopped mm-hmm. counting mysteriously, and then all those mail-in votes were counted. We didn't have observers in there. This isn't. This isn't like, you know, President Trump. He'll put out he'll put out tweets. You know, our poll watchers didn't have. He's right. Our poll watchers were thirty feet away. You can't see anything. And then Alito stepped in. Justice Alito right. stepped in said six feet. But then our guys would call us. And say, we still can't see anything.
0: Six, so s- six feet, like. That's, that's ridiculous. And you know what's really funny about these photos? You've got two people sitting next to each other, six feet from two people counting votes. So I can sit next to somebody, but I can't uh-huh. sit in, in front of the glass?
1: In Allegheny County, our poll watchers had to have binoculars. It was the most absurd thing ever.
0: Did you see what the judge said? The judge in Pennsylvania said the election code doesn't specify the amount of distance required.
1: Therefore, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the only thing that requires ins- is that they're in the building. That was not the exactly that's the most insane argument in the world from a disingenuous bad faith judge. It's because we all
0: know the point of an observer to it's be like, see,
1: that is correct. That is not correct. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Dem- and by the way, not just Democrat and Republican on either side. Both parties should should be able to watch. Yeah, you know, I, I sued early, and an independent early on before before the election took place. Like, you know, I, I, they've got these satellite voting facilities, right? It's a new thing. Um, you know, they people can register and vote, right? They can cast their ballot there. So I said, well, there should be poll watchers there, right? Democrat and Republican. You know, I lost in court, like uh, Connor Lamb and Mark Elias. De- Mark Elias is the Democrat attorney. Like, I wasn't allowed oh, yeah. to, the poll, but, but I'm like. Why, why, why not? Why, why Why are are they blocking observers? Why are they blocking transparency? That makes
0: no sense. But you know what the problem is? They're, they're clearly cheating, changing the rules, blocking observers, and Republicans are going to be like, well, darn it.
1: Like, I'm not, like, asking for Democrat and Republican poll watchers to have access is not a crazy thing, right? No, I mean, I mean, is that unreasonable? In Canada,
0: they have, there was a tweet that went out and said, three scrutineers They watch the vote count three different people, different parties. We could have Democrat, Republican and Libertarian for good measure. The Libertarians going to be mad at both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, no, you don't get get to. But we don't do that. that. That's that's insane to me. And so I'm supposed to just trust this. I'm telling you, man, we are in a very dangerous position where I almost wonder if the Democrats want absolute collapse and chaos and violence in the streets, because if they were confident that Joe Biden won, they'd simply say, give baby his bottle, do your audits, and we'll be getting ready for the presidency. Instead, they're saying, no. No audits, no transparency, no checking. We want you to not trust this election well, and this president. You
1: can see you can see what their intent is through how they act, right? How the media acts. They they literally are trying to, like, paper right over it, move move past everything as fast as humanly possible. Um, Again, we can't we can't allow that to happen. We've got to let the process play out so that the American people can have some sort of trust in the system. And I think the only way that you do that is by, as you mentioned, auditing the vote in some way. Did you notice a shift in in narrative too? Recounts are now audits. Like, did you see right. like what they did in Georgia? It was a recount. It was. President well, it Trump was, was out it, there. It was, it was like, called. It doesn't a, matter. You're you're just counting the same well, false votes. Georgia was a risk
0: limiting audit where they take a small sample of the ballots and then recount them to make sure they match with the machines. And they're like, we're good. Trump wanted an audit where they actually checked the signatures to make right. sure they're legitimate. And it's crazy to me that in Pennsylvania, these judges, man, wow, they're saying things like if the if the envelope wasn't filled out with an address or a date or whatever, it's fine. The ballot still counts. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, you don't know who, who mailed that in.
1: You have no idea.
0: That's why you're supposed to have a secure process. You've got PA judges, man, working overtime to undermine election security. That's what I'm saying. Maybe these people all just are laughing behind the scenes being like, I hope no one ever believes these elections ever again.
1: The the mail-in ballots, like they do it right in Florida, right? Like, but there are safeguards in place. There's a system in place. There's a process in place. Like, you can't. Remove the signature verification, the postmark requirement. You can't extend uh, election the election for three freaking days and allow yeah. people allow people to okay say, th- this is our margin on election day, and then get the votes you need three days after. None of I, none I'm, of that I'm, makes sense. I'm
0: surprised there hasn't been the the constitutional argument that there is an election day.
1: That's it. End of so story. Actually, that's in the Constitution. Yeah, it says the election and, and day. To me, and I make I've made this point quite often is that the moment you stop counting. You compromise everything. It th- you've known about an election day for a year. You get the people that you need to continue counting, and if that means you, you have to work in shifts to do it, so be it. But keep it. Remember Pennsylvania in 2016? It wasn't called till like 5 a.m. Yeah. So why? Why stop counting in Allegheny County? The moment you stop, and the, the massive, moment, you know, these spikes pop up the in these moment, different states. The moment you stop, to me, the process is compromised. Yeah.
0: Well, in Georgia, we heard that they told the observers to leave because they were done counting. And then as soon as they left, it started counting again. And then these like this data I've drops came that. in. Yeah, I've heard. What's that. funny is the, the 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 mainstream media has tried explaining away that we saw these major spikes for Biden of like a 100 plus thousand votes, 98 percent for Biden. They're like, that's normal. It's the Republicans fault because they had to count at the last minute. And of course, they then turn in all the numbers at the same time. And it makes a major spike. And I'm like, that's not the question that was asked. The question is, why were they all for Joe Biden? Yeah, that's the, That's the thing they don't answer. Yeah. You know, there's several jurisdictions. That's over 100% voter turnout.
1: I've seen that
0: in yeah. Florida's precinct five uh, five thirty eight, which is like University of Florida. They were like one hundred and seven point fifty six percent this time. Great. And I'm like, that's not a thing. Yeah. And they explain it. Well, it's because people changed their address to our precinct at the last minute. And I'm like, so how did w- that's it's OK, fine. Sure. But how do you explain all these other jurisdictions? Wisconsin, for instance. Oh, well, that's because no, 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 no. Listen. Maybe there's an explanation for one or two, but when you give me 10 or whatever, I want an investigation. Absolutely. But we don't, we don't, we don't have an FBI. You know what the FBI is real good at though? Going to the NASCAR garage because a pole rope looked like a noose. 15.
1: 15. 15 people.
0: Yeah. The FBI is real good at sending 15 agents out to make sure that that, that pole rope was, uh, was not a noose. But, uh, you get a sworn affidavit saying a van pulled up with a box of ballots and people started shuffling them inside. And the FBI says, I don't know. Is there uh, evidence? Circumstantial. Uh huh. Yeah, we can ignore all that, I suppose. Let's see. Tyga Tail says, in my opinion, crazy is when you vote for the same people over and over again and expect thi- expect things to change. Yep. Well, that's why I say Democrats go for low information voters. And to be fair, um, I think a lot, like it used to be the political establishment. Both were doing the same thing. It was like I think that's why people voted for Trump because exactly.
1: he, you know he was different. He yeah, the outsider.
0: He said, I'm going to crash through the gates of the establishment and make, make, make some changes. And they voted for him. And the Republicans were, are, are just as bad as the Democrats in many ways. We had a guy on the show last Friday, Hotep Jesus. And I, he was talking, you know, the Democrats, they're crazy and all that stuff. And I said, well, what do you think about Republicans? And he was like, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I don't know what the, the Republicans do anything for me to complain about. Like, what are they doing? And I'm like, that's exactly it. You see, I think when Trump got elected, for the most part, the Republican establishment was like, what do we do now? Bunch of guys retired. A bunch of the non-elected officials, the strategists and consultants, became Democrats. Never Trumpers, actually campaigning for Democrats, because it's not about Republican or Democrats. It's about political establishment power. Trump challenged the system. He was not a traditional Republican, so the establishment is freaking out.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree.
0: Uh, David Elliot says Biden sniffs kids. This is actually it's actually, actually a f- It's a fact. It's it, it is. You know, not not. Not trying to go after him, but, you know, <laughs> it is true. It is true. Let's see. Frank the God says not only was Biden responsible for the 94 crime bill, but he was also responsible for expanding civil uh, civil forfeiture with the 84 Comprehensive Asset Forfeiture Act. Wow, I didn't know that. That's creepy and gross stuff. Hmm. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, man. I didn't know that either. Wow.
0: Sam I am says, would you support a coup if Trump went insane in January? I think the right would most definitely be on board and riot in the streets and support. You know, I would say no. Um, but there's a serious uh, constitutional question about if we have all of this evidence coming out about impropriety and bunk elections and unconstitutionality and these judges' arguments are meaningless and make no sense, and then we certify a guy who did not win, we're going to have a serious problem in this country. It's not going to matter if you support Trump or don't.
1: Well, it, it, it's a con- it's a constitutional crisis, and that that's what I say. That's what I say about this lawsuit that we have now with Act 77. The people who cast mail in ballots, I don't want them disenfranchised. I don't want their ballots thrown out. But, but if, if Act 77 is ruled to be unconstitutional, we have a constitutional crisis in the state of Pennsylvania that needs to be remedied, right? And, and that's why we're working so hard to get that remedy in the court to, to so that the, the, yeah. the question that that person just asked, that that scenario doesn't happen.
0: There was a, a a story from Reuters where they interviewed a bunch of Trump supporters, and one guy said, if Trump said, you know, it's time, grab your guns, they'd say yes. And I've met a lot of people who have said the same thing. Well... That's scary. It is. Yeah. Man, we, we want things to be chill and be normal, but the problem is... The only way to go to get there is if the Democrats allow for audits and respect the, 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 you know, the concerns.
1: 70 plus million people is a lot of people. But they're
0: saying no, they're blocking it. They're, 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 they're spitting in the face of people who are concerned about all these sworn affidavits and this evidence. And then the media is lying. There's no evidence. Shut your mouth. That's, that's scary. Uh, let's see. Arch Magiris says central PA voter here in York H.burg area. Only Dem poll watchers at my location. Republican poll watchers were outside arguing with people, massive bollocks afoot. <laughs> I mean it sounds like that that's their fault. Were that like, were they were they out there by choice arguing with people? No, or? they
1: were probably forced out
0: there. Yeah, probably being kicked out, huh? Jason Herbert says, What if Trump calls for military intervention? If he calls all veterans and A D individuals to stand up because they won't look at the evidence in the courts, he presents all of it that can be proven. I don't I don't think so, you know, I don't know. Let's see. John says Sean loved your podcast with Jocko. I was so glad you were running for Congress. Can you say mail-in ballots are bahad? Bahad?
1: Oh, bad. <laughs> bad? Bad. Yeah, oh, bad. Bad. Oh, because I'm. that was my ad. No, that was I did that. I did the uh, dollar Sean ad where I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember
0: that. So we, awesome. we there was some breaking news that came in of uh, uh, some several minutes ago. There's an Axios report uh, reporter claiming Trump wants to pardon Michael yes. Flynn. Look up Jonathan Swan's We've Twitter. If Trump. Feels like, you know, he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's out. I think we're going to have one of the most lit lame duck sessions ever. <laughs> Trump's going to pardon tons of people. Edward Snow and Julian Assange. I mean, we'll see, but I, I, I would love it if Trump just like pardoned for the most part, nonviolent drug offenders, not every single one. Cause I, I've talked about it with, with a few people. Sometimes there's a violent defender, they plead down, but if you've got a bunch of nonviolent drug offenders and Trump started pardoning them, I'd be happy. And well, Joe Biden's promised to do it too. So. You know, maybe that's just the, the political competition between the two results in something good happening. What where... if he
1: declassifies a bunch of stuff?
0: Oh, Area Fifty yes. One. Who 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 was that? Jeremy was saying that. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, declassify all the Area Fifty One stuff.
1: Gre- Gre- all Gre- the Russia asked him to declassify something about JFK. Ooh. Oh man, spicy. Yeah, yeah. but like, hasn't
0: uh, Gina Hassel been blocking him on declassifying a ton of stuff? I I don't know. I, I
1: I don't know how to answer can't that. Can't Trump
0: just publish it? Can he be like, give me the documents now and then take a picture and post it on Twitter? He's I, the president. He did, you know. I mean.
1: I don't know how that process works.
0: They're freaking out. They're like, uh, I can't remember who said it. They said Trump needs to be arrested and removed now because he's dangerous and he's going to like, you know, do crazy stuff. And I'm kind of like. People have been saying that about Trump since the day he was elected yeah. and
1: it's never been true. Dude, if
0: it were, but if you know, if it were me, I'd, I'd, look, I think Trump held back because he wanted to win re-election. I thought a second Trump term was going to be crazy. He's going to be pardoning people. He's he's going to be like, here we go. Let's do it. Now that, you know, Joe Biden's the projected winner, Trump's still fighting. We'll see. how we got this hearing coming up. We've got your lawsuit. We'll see how things play out. But if, if it comes down to the line and Trump's he's going to it's going to be it's going to be crazy. He's going to do he's going to do stuff. We'll see what happens. I'm sure the American people are going to be really happy. You know, he's he's he pulled up Pentagon leadership. He put in people who are loyal to him.
1: Yeah, to help the uh, you know they withdraw from Afghanistan. It, yeah, the, yep,
0: yep. How crazy you hear about the 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 official who lied about the amount of troops we had I in Syria? I couldn't
1: believe that. I, I couldn't believe wow. that you have an official bragging about lying to a president about and the troop American people. Yeah, I mean and it's the horrible. People. It's 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 like this is what this is what President Trump has been up against for the last four years. Yep. I mean what an unbelievable. It's just a leadership challenge.
0: Megalith says
1: Trump carried GOP
0: despite not being one. I've seen a lot of people where they say if Trump loses, they will never vote GOP. They are frustrated at the rhinos trying to get him out.
1: I think I think Republicans like I, I don't think that they should overlook the fact that Trump drove people to the polls and record levels. Yep. And the entire GOP benefited from that.
0: I went to a ton of Trump rallies in 2015 and 16, and I met so many people who said they weren't Republicans and they never voted before. Those people aren't going to come out and vote Republican. That's why I think there's serious. I think the Republicans could lose the Senate. There are a lot of people who voted. So the Democrats are fervent. They're 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 we're going to win. We're going to take everything. You've got Andrew Yang saying we're moving to Georgia. And there were calls from some journalists saying people should move to Georgia right now so they can vote, which is illegal. You can't do that. And I think if if it comes down to Trump not being on the ticket, Democrats could take it.
1: That hurts. I mean, we've yep. seen we've seen that effect in twenty eighteen, yeah. And so and
0: I think it's likely Democrats will take everything.
1: What what President Trump needs to do is he needs to do like five six rallies down there in Georgia for both Purdue and Lawfler and and do everything that he can. But I think people uh, vote Trump. Out, I I think that they yeah I. Yeah, I do think that the president is, is a man. He drives people to the polls in an yep. incredible way. I mean, so
0: people who never voted before and people who aren't even Republicans, the Republicans are registering new new voters like crazy. People are switch, switching parties. But if uh, Donald Trump's not there, I think it'll be like 2018. Uh, the Democrats are ideologically driven. So well, if they're, they see, they're, they're
1: motivated now, that is for sure.
0: You look, I, I look at it this way. Um, who, who, who who are the Republicans? It's Loeffler and, and is it Purdue? Yeah. They're, uh, for most people, I'd imagine it's kind of like, oh, it's, you know, I'd rather not have Democrats. The Democrats are saying we want to win and just, you know, take this and, 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 and end it for most people. Donald Trump is a path to victory, but Loeffler and Purdue are just kind of, it'll stop the Democrats. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to generate the, 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 the energy without Trump.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll see. see yeah
0: we'll see though we'll see though well uh, anyway if you haven't already smashed that like button is there anything else you want to add about lawsuits your social media what your plans are what's going on what are you doing
1: well jeez, man i mean well i i don't even know you kind of caught me off guard there i mean i'm i'm working on my fourth book which cool. is pretty amazing No, i say four f- five fifth fifth book fifth fourth fiction book but five total books but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm here. I just like I I just work here. I like showing up. <laughs> but like I'm gonna I'm gonna crash in your house, and you like I said, you won't even know. Won't even it, realize. So I won't yeah. Even realize just, it. You know. Bring your own guns. Bring it. Bring, bring. Yeah. Well, Get your hunting license. I got, license. <laughs> I got yeah. plenty of them. Which, which which under Joe Biden's tax plan would be bad. So uh, yeah, that's gun crazy. Plan, gun plan and
0: is, banning all online sales of guns and accessories, insanity. and then ending businesses based, outright
1: ba- based on the amount of magazines that you have
0: yeah so i i I don't know I was reading about it i don't know if his his tax plan would would affect existing uh weapons and, and ammo and magazines, but I guess the idea is any purchase of a new one would be heavily taxed, which is like i've never been a big fan of um, punitive taxation or whatever you want you know yeah trying to control people or whatever but uh well, I mean just last thought, what do you think what do you think is going to happen with your race and the and the suit any predictions
1: yeah well, it's in the hands of the court now, you know my my attorney called me while we were here. I'm not sure, you know, if he has news, if the electronic oh, filing so system is up. so maybe there's some big breaking update, and we May- just maybe I don't I don't know. I mean, the the wheels of the courts turn slowly, but you know, we'll see. I mean, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep investigating these irregularities and doing everything we can to find hard evidence of them, so that that the people can have some trust in the way that our elections are conducted. And.
0: They're saying uh you know there's going to be a hearing tomorrow in Pennsylvania to go over the affidavits and the evidence and maybe that's going to have some kind of impact. I think it's a good thing.
1: I mean, yeah, I think me the people need to see, the people need to see it and they need to have faith in the system. Yeah, right on. You want to mention your uh, your Twitter or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow me at Sean Parnell USA. Right on. Yeah.
0: And uh, what are your books? What are they called?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't, f- I didn't even realize, yeah, you know, got, just shout them out, man. Yeah, you got all these graphic novels and magic yeah, to the, I'm Like oh, this is this is my this. He's these like, like, yeah, my I'm dig. gonna write a graphic so novel. Like, we gotta get some of your books. I out am. I am. I am going to do that. So that's my first so cool. book, my first book is Outlaw Platoon. That was about my time in Afghanistan. My first fiction book is a book called Man of War, right? And it follows a f- the fictional world of the Alphas, where all elite mili- singleton military operators. Uh, the Alpha Program is is a program of you know, nine soldiers, singleton operators, each responsible for a different geographic area of the globe. The story follows an Alpha named Eric Steele, who is the youngest, most talented Alpha, right? And so, Man of War, uh, Eric Steele gets his first book, and then Eric Steele's second book is a book called All Out War. They're like kind of a pair. Oh, yeah. And then the third book in that series is a book that just came out last year. It's called One True Patriot, and I think that's by far my best fiction book to date. And I'm working on the fourth book now, and I think that you know people is dig the em. fourth
0: book going to be about a guy who runs for office and there's a mail-in ballot scheme <laughs> to like subvert the presidency? And no, no,
1: no, <laughs> no. But I, I am thinking, I am thinking of writing a a, a nonfiction book about all of know, this. Yeah like being plucked out of you know obscurity from the president of the united states and thrown in to run for office and yeah sort of a behind the curtain look at what happens on a campaign you know uh, yeah yeah so, yeah right on man that sounds cool yeah so i'm just gonna keep writing keep doing my thing right
0: i'm well i'm gonna be tracking the news on the suits and the hearings we'll see what uh we'll see how things go but thanks for hanging out
1: thanks tim and I uh you know it, we'll have
0: you on whenever you know so we'll, we'll, we'll get the developments I, just... I do, I,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm crashing in your room right over there boom
0: done so as soon as you get the phone call from your Lori will be able to schedule the next <laughs> yeah. show. So, uh, for those ha- who haven't already, smash the like button, subscribe. We will be live uh, tomorrow at 8 p.m. We do the show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, all of those platforms. So, go on iTunes and subscribe. Boost us up in those ratings. It really helps the rankings. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at Timcast. You can check out my other YouTube channels, youtube.com slash Timcast and youtube.com slash Timcast News. And, of course, you can follow Lydia. We can. Sour Patch Lids L Y D S on twitter.com. And Ian is sick. You cannot follow the plant. But I'm uh sorry. no we no. do need a live stream. He, he doesn't have the Rona. No, no, everyone here is fine. It's all good. But uh we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all then.
1: Bye guys.